Welcome back, Golden Globies. Today, we explore the Shivanaverse. That's right, Amir Shivan. We haven't talked about him in oh so long. I don't remember if we did Hollywood Cop. It's, yes, we did. It's years ago. Though. Years ago, yeah. right up there with Samurai Cop, which we also did. 100th episode, I believe. 100th episode. Or 50th, I don't remember. I don't remember either. So yeah. it was a while ago, is the point. Well, yeah, yeah. But well, we want, like we said, we want to savor these. There's only five Amir Shravan yeah, English movies yeah. where he came over to America and said, I make American action movies. I kill American it. American style. I kill it American style now. And we get to see that on full display. There's no questioning what killing American style means. And you'll find that out later in this episode. We'll get yeah. to it. Or yeah. you could do a master's thesis course just on that. A master's course. I don't know why there's not a class on the works of Amir Shirvan in every film school. It doesn't make sense to me. It's, I mean, the master of the reaction shot. Right. Oh, my God. You And he splices it together in a way where you can never tell. Like, the guy was completely on a different set. But he's reacting. But he's reacting. If you've ever seen an Amir Shirvan production, he loves a reaction shot. A close-up close reaction shot of a yeah. face. You Did you post that uh, video I sent you of the knife thing? Yeah. There was almost a Frank Washington reaction shot that I cut to for that, but it I, I couldn't get it to work right. So oh, okay. it, it didn't make the nobody final. Nobody cared, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. exactly. It's Whenever like, there's anything we think is funny, nobody cares. Well, we do this to entertain ourselves first and mm. foremost. So I was yeah. like, oh, That's Murray. good because nobody cares. But. Murray would love it if I could get this to work. Yeah. And after a little while of trying, I gave up. It was a very busy week for me. Uh, I had multiple window people come out. Oh. So November, new windows. I only had to sell off. I don't the, have to wear a, a coat in your house in the winter anymore. Fingers crossed. Let's hope that once we get the windows in here, yeah. it'll actually keep some heat in. Speaking of heat, speaking of directors, uh, I was notified because I'm busy, man. I don't know what's going on in the world. I see, I see you. are always I busy. get my notifications what Taylor Swift is up to, and that's all I need. That's it. So our buddy Matt Sosi, the, the film guy, he let me know that uh, we lost a great director about a few weeks ago, probably maybe a month, a month ago. Great William Friedkin. Of course, you know, he, he did The Exorcist, classic horror movie. Exactly. He right did, after that. He did uh, French Connection, which I've never seen. I think I need to see that movie. I think yes. I would like it. Yes. But I, I've never seen it. I, I'm upset to know that how I would watch it right now, Criterion Channel. They're the ones who went and edited it out because apparently... Uh, yeah, I won't watch that. I'll watch the Tubi version. Lex, it has everything. Yeah, Lex Luthor. Yeah, uh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman yeah, yeah. uses the N-word in the movie, and they're like, yeah. nope, can't use that. They have so many movies in there that already use the N-word. I'm on the Criterion channel. I watch those movies. What is I it? Hard R or is it... Well, they have uh, they have movies like Cotton day. Comes to Harlem. So it's well, like they use... Black people can say it. We, like, we've established that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Also, the classic Cruisin', which we Cruising. just did. So we're going to do, uh, I think we're going to do To Live and Die in L.A. In the, sometime next month. I don't know what exactly. I always thought that was a Michael Mann movie, so I avoided it because I don't like Michael Mann. But then I was like, Friedkin, I'll probably like it. Yeah. And just to, just to warm you up, about if you're not familiar with the genius of William Friedkin, I found a clip. When he died, people were just... Fucking showering Twitter with like interviews with him because he's an outspoken guy. He's, 
he calls it like it is. He doesn't give a fuck, which right. I appreciate. He's incredible. And they, these aren't, yeah, these are just golden. They're talking about art. Right. So William Freakin, he's being interviewed by a site called MovieWeb. And so it starts with William Freakin saying, we don't know how long these DVDs or Blu-rays will last. According to Oliver Stone, and then they go movie web. According to Oliver Stone, they're only supposed to last 10 years. How the fuck does he know? I don't know, but I think that's pretty funny. Seriously, 10 years is what he said. He is full of shit. Has anyone been able to prove that yet? Where's the proof? I have DVDs that are 10 years old now. I have DVDs from 1999 or 1998. They still work just fine. How does he know they last 10 years? I think at the time he said that he didn't want people to buy Alexander on DVD. Fuck him and fuck Alexander. <laughs> so that's what you get to look forward to in the coming weeks. I'm really excited to know a little bit more about Freakin. Cause yeah, he's a big fan of Clarence Carter and the song Strokin, apparently. Oh, my God. The Strokin <laughs> one was so good. He's I love it. I had to go listen it to it. It is a great song. Though. Yeah. He was talking about how he wanted a fucking surprise <laughs> of the audience and do like a shakes. He's like, I want them to give me Hamlet. Wingshauser is going to be my lead. John DeHart is going to be the lead. He knows all the fucking parts. Well, that would make the more sense. One man but- show of John DeHart is Hamlet. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm convinced. Leather pants. He updates the outfits for some reason because John DeHart looks good in leather. Yeah, Let's just face facts. It does. It Almost as good as Harold Diamond. But yeah. anyways. Yeah. Um, so he's like, I'm doing Hamlet. We're going to do a little fun. What the fuck is Hamlet even about? A ghost of the guy's dad comes back? Don't the fuck is mom? It's fucking ridiculous. And then you know how we're going to end the movie? We want people bopping out of the theater. We're going to put on Curtis. <laughs> Clarence Carter's. Clarence Carter's Strokin'. It's just a great fucking song. It is. It puts you in a good mood. It's about fucking. Yes. I love, I love freaking. And it's just great in these, uh, these uh. little great moments. Uh, I have some fun stories to tell about these window people that had to come, though. Okay. As you know, Millie does not take kind to strangers. She just gets right up in them. She barks at them. I had... Four different people come over. Only one of them wasn't trying to be cool. Like, no, just put your dog outside. All the other three were, you know, the other three were just like, no, it's cool. I love dogs. And so they just got barked at. Trying and they're to trying to get that t- sale. He's just trying to get that sale. None of those three got the sale. I'll just tell you that much. Magic window. Magic window was not invited to my house. Mm. Uh, one of the guys came over and he looked like a Disney prince. He had that perfect hair. He had, you know, like a Joel Coleman physique, a little smaller, but taller. So it kind of, you know. That's why he's in sales. I wanted it. Was there a little cock smog billowing on on you? A little bit on me, yeah. But he comes in, and he's like, I'm sorry if it looks like I've been smoking weed in my car. My dog died yesterday, and it's devastating me. So, wait, does it look like, or is he smoking weed in his car? Well, how does it how does it look like? Because he had been crying, so oh, his face okay. was red. I thought he just stank of weed. No, he did not stink of weed at all. Okay. So his his face clearly looks like he has been welling up today. That's a great ploy to get people sympathy sympathy Symp- to spy your windows. Well, I'll tell you. You do you know of uh, the price quoting for renew, uh, Anderson windows? No. So this guy already knew. He came in. He was like, "You're probably not going to buy windows for me." He's like, I see what you got going on here. He's got no one. This is such a fucking cocksmog plan he's got going on. I don't believe I don't believe anything this guy is saying right now. Oh, okay. Now. Okay. So he's going around and 
he uh like i was outside with millie for a second i come back and he's like man i love your fucking i got my little nintendo amiibos and i have ryu the guy from street fighter and so he's like this is getting this is making me cry man <laughs> My dog's name was Ryu, and then we're sitting here, and he's getting the quote together, and he's showing me a picture, and sure enough, you can see on the dog's bed, its name's little Ryu. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's full of shit. Yeah, and he he actually told me, he's like, this price is going to be way too much, and it was $21,000 for yeah, eight windows. That's, yeah, it's way too much. Yeah, and so he's like- This house well, isn't worth $21,000. Exactly. And so he was just like, look- you, what you should do is go to Wallside. Like, uh, I've known a lot of people who've gone to Wallside. Blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, the dog thing. Next guy that comes over clearly looks like he was a cop. And he shows up, and he's like, yeah, I had a, I had a retire from being a Detroit police officer because of medical problems. He goes on to tell me that he does jujitsu every morning. So I was like, what was the medical issue? Mental. Men it's a cop. Could have been. Uh, yeah. Translation, I shot a guy. And I had it's either go to jail or quit my job. I know. That's all I can think about. You yeah. did something horrible. You got caught. And you, you couldn't get away with it. So now you had to retire. And um, what? what? So he saw that I was watching Twitch, of course. And then he went on this long fucking 10-minute tirade of telling me about some video game he plays with his Canadian National Guard friend. It's like, Great. So this guy was doing the worst job of, uh, you know, selling me on a, him being a cool dude. And then he sees the Golden Grand Brothers. Not the Golden Grand Brothers. Really the Golden original Grand Brothers. Grand Brothers. The original Grand Brothers. And he's like, oh, you like wrestling. Let me show you this. We, uh, we've been listening to Jim Cornette's podcast for a very long time. Yeah. And during COVID, we kept hearing these stories about people going to a certain Florida bar and grill. Do you remember what I'm talking Hulk about? Hulk Hogan's bar and grill? Hulk Hogan's bar and grill. Where Is the, it a bar and grill? I thought it was just a place where you buy shit. I thought it was supposed to be a bar and grill. It might just be a tourist trap kind yeah, of thing. I thought it was just buy wrestling belts and autograph pictures. Yeah. So the whole idea was you would go in there. They had all the memorabilia from you know WCW and maybe some. You can WWE. take a picture with one of his belts. Yep. All that shit. All of that shit. And one of the things is people, you know, since we were still in COVID, but it was Florida. So Ron DeSantis, of course, said you're not going to be mandated to wear masks. You can open up. You can do whatever you want. So if people would go into this guy's shop with a mask on, he would often chew them out and tell them to get the fuck out of here. And don't you understand what freedom means? So this guy, this window guy, was like, you got to see this. I got my daughter. His, I think he said his daughter's like eight or nine years old. Is the biggest Hulk Hogan fan. What? So we went and met Hulk Hogan. How is an eight-year-old the biggest? He hasn't wrestled in eight years. I know. But he's showing her the Another, old these stuff. Guys, never trust a window salesman is all I have to say. I know. They all have their scams. All. They, they case your joint to see what, what are you into. And look at my house, I'm going too. to relate. My house is full of, you know, my heart is on my sleeve in my house. There's so mm. much shit that anyone could look at it and be like, oh, this is how I get in. Oh, you like Steve James? Exactly. Oh, my God. That would be where, I, where I, you I, won I, me I over. I listened to this podcast recently about McBain. Have you ever heard of these guys? Have you ever heard of the? Because the mics are put away. I don't, you know, I I make sure no one can tell what I do. 
You could say I do this for a living. I'm unemployed after all. <laughs> yeah. So you've never made a penny off this show, but we, <laughs> we do it to keep ourselves alive. That's right. I would probably killed myself years ago. So this motherfucker did the worst job. And then you know I went to talk to my neighbor afterwards, and he's like, "That guy's got a Blue Lives Matter sticker on his car." And I was like, "Yeah, he's he's a former Detroit cop." And then finally, the last guy who did come. No bullshitting. He's like, can you just keep your dog outside? I was like, yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. And then he was, I was like, hey, I thought I wanted to do this window over here. He's like, it's going to cost you more. It earns me more commission. It, it'll be great there. It'll work fine. It'll be functionally sound and all that. So, yeah, sure, let's go for it. And he still came under $5,000 under everybody else. Mm. So I'm going to have new windows, and I'm excited about that. You know what else I did this weekend? No. I went to your fucking yearly dreaded enemy. I went a Dream Cruise? I went down to the Dream Cruise yesterday. Yeah, I just had to deal with that getting here. Yeah. The saddest setup. Mm-hmm. Pathetic. I've never gone to the Dream the Cruise. The people or the setup? The I think setup. Both. I think both. Well, obviously yeah. both. But the setup uh-huh. was pitiful. It was like a block. Not even a, a full block. There was like nothing there. Where were you, Ferndale? Yeah. Well, that's Kayla where, lives yeah. right next to Ferndale. Yeah. So she was like, I need to get a pretzel. And apparently at one of the bars in downtown Ferndale, they were selling pretzels. But that was also her Trojan horse to get us down there so she could see. Uh, she's a gearhead. I get it. She's a gearhead. She loves that fucking rat fink thing. With, you know, she loves that artwork. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. So I ended up down there. It was pathetic. Mm, pathetic. Yeah. There was a display of cop cars driving by, though. I got to did see that. Did you salute it? Huh? Did you salute it? Of course I did. I always salute the cops. Saw Pee Wee Herman. What? The, it was like a funeral procession? He died. Yeah, the, the Redford Theater had his uh, funeral procession. Oh. Oh. Mike, Mike had to be there, right? Mike was not there. What? I did alert him that it was a fucking sold-out show. I've never oh. had a park so far from the Redford Theater. Oh. But it was a good... I That was my first time ever watching Pee-wee. I, ever? One of his episodes or the movie. First time. I saw that originally when it came out in the theaters. It was great. I really enjoyed it. I liked him better when he... Because he first came out, he had an HBO special. Yes. And he was darker. It was oh. a dark, creepy Pee-wee. Which, which Pee-wee Herman, if you think about it, is the whole idea is creepy. Yeah. A grown man who acts like a child. Yes. And then it kind of, he toned it down when he, you know, he got the t- kid show. Yeah. You know. I, I want to check that out. Even though. though it has the classic line, I still remember to this day because I was like, how did this get on a kid show? When Cowboy Carl, played by Lawrence Fishburne. Carl? Is it Carol? Curtis. Curtis, you're right. I, I haven't <laughs> seen this show in 30 no, fucking years. No, 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 it's okay. I was like, wait, did I remember this? Uh, and... He, they're having a slumber party, and they're getting ready. They're getting their pajamas, and he goes, I'll sleep in the nude, Pee-wee. And I was like, how did this get on a kid's show? There was a great line in there where uh, he's talking to the one woman, and she's like, I need to go follow my dream. And then Pee-wee says, there's always a big butt after that, and someone's overhearing them, thinks they're talking about getting it on, big butt style. And I was like, that's. It's the origination Did of Did you Bucks? know, I learned this after Pee Wee died, that uh, him and Hasselhoff were roommates in college. What? Really? That, that's what I heard. I don't know. I didn't, wow. So, led me to believe, why the fuck wasn't Hasselhoff P.W. Herman at the end? 
That would have been so much better than James Brolin. That would have been. Have we done a movie with Brolin in it? I don't think so. He looked so familiar. I was like, we've done this guy. I, You know what I was thinking of? Uh, what's that American Golden Spandex movie we did recently? American Golden Spandex. Yeah, we did the one. Oh, you know, he's, he's no Bruce's Bach. Oh, no, uh, Barry Bostwick. Barry Bostwick, yeah. I, Megaforce. I, I kind of had out. like his image in my head when I saw him. I was Beijing thinking of Mr. him. Herman. <laughs> Beijing Mr. Herman to the front desk, please. You've done that. Yeah. Yes. That yeah. when that line came up, I was like, Great. where have I heard this? <laughs> you God, the clarity. My brain can function. Let's get back to killing American style. Amir Shavan. I hope you're clean shaven, because we're Amir Shavan Ning. Speaking of which, is it I miss the beard on Zadar. He almost looks human when he has the beard. He's a frightening-looking man. I feel bad for him because he looks like he's probably a handsome man if he didn't have that jaw yeah. condition. For real? No. Yeah, I mean. So imagine like you're you're a handsome guy, like at 18, you're getting all this pussy, and then all of a sudden you notice your jaw just starts getting larger and larger. Yeah. You have gigantism, gigantism of the jaw. Just a chair of face. Isn't that what they call it? Yeah. That? Yeah. Uh, he would have been great in wrestling. Imagine oh, him yeah. in the territory days, with, even with that face and yeah, everything. Yeah, like the jaw. Like People would punch him, and he would not react. Exactly. It would have been so good. But, hey, he decided, I want to be in D-level action movies. And thank the fucking maker for that. Because we got some prime Robert Zadar movies, such as Killing American Style. Yeah, I mean, Amir Shravan, what has been said about this guy? I love his can-do spirit. I love the fact that there's so low. You can... He'll just, if if you you show up tomorrow, you're in the movie. Like everybody in this movie is so schlubby and would never ever be in a movie. Everybody's obviously wearing their own wardrobe because there's no fucking budget for that. All the places are re all the decor. There's no fucking out stage dressing in this fucking movie. The shit you see, someone said. I'm putting this on my wall. Yeah, I was watching the movie Slither recently. It was shot in like 2006, I think. And they're supposed to be in the fucking boonies. And everybody has a suburban McMansion. And it kind of like, kind of took me out of the movie a little bit. Like, yeah, these fucking slack-jawed, you know, farmer types definitely all have McMansions. With spiral staircases and... You know, island kitchens and all that bullshit. Well, if they're living the American dream, then yeah. If they're living the they're dream. They're pulling up them bootstraps. They yeah. can afford them. They did share popcorn with black people, so Dusty's American dream. I mean, that's dream. the whole thing about a Mick mansion. It's for a middle-class person. It's a yeah. mansion for a middle-class person. Right. So that's the dream. Right. It's the person who always lived in a ranch too close to their brother and sister, and they're like, I need to spread out. I don't even want to hear my kids in the house. I need house splint. House, uh, was it splint. What's happening? What's the house spread? Yeah, house spread. I was yeah, man spreading. Yeah, house spreading. Then, then I thought mansplaining. I got caught up in you, thing. My brain. And stopped. then you were just thinking about dicks, and that happens. Yeah, well, when you're watching a Mirshavan movie, you think about dicks because there's dicks everywhere. There's, there was not a man in a bikini brief this movie. No, no. Harold Diamond said, "I will not wear a bikini brief." He's got other fashion to talk about. Yeah, I uh, are we, we gonna be able to get his fashion? I mean, he only wears like two or three different outfits. Yeah, they're, they're crazy. They're insane. Uh, yeah. So this, I never knew this. I never really looked it up. But Samurai Cop is the last Amir Shervan movie. So you see the progression. Yes. Because and it, there is a progression. Samurai Cop is without a doubt the greatest Amir Shervan movie. 
Yes. This is his second movie. I was always under the impression that Harold Diamond, because he's been in two movies, Killing American Style and Gypsy. He's the lead. I was under the impression he came after. We're familiar with Harold Diamond being in the two greatest Andy Sedaris movies, Heart Ticket to Hawaii and Picasso Trigger. Oh, my God. Yes, that's right. We've done. It's been so long since we've done uh, either of those. I completely... Years, f- years. Because Amir loves rock star hair. Yeah, and Harold Diamond has it. Rock hard bodies. Got that, too. Uh, he likes it when women have rock hard tits because yeah. he loves breast implants. We all did in the late 80s. That's... And uh, Harold Diamond's legit, legit fighter. He... He was a kickboxer in the 70s. Okay. 17-2 and two record with 17 knockouts. Which is, that's pretty impressive. That is very impressive. Knock somebody out 17 times. No decisions. No decisions. Okay. And so, yeah, I mean, and he did a pretty good job because obviously there was all, no fight choreographer in this movie. I mean, Harold Diamond was probably the fight choreographer for this yeah. movie. And he did a good job. A lot of sweet tippy taps. Shit looked like he was throwing, like, throwing it in. Yeah. Way better than AEW match. I mean, the punch is actually connected. I love Amir because it's like he's, I mean, he's done movies. I don't know where he's from. Is it? Iran. Iran. Okay. So he's done like a dozen movies over in Iran. But it's like coming here, doing the American American style, style. movies and everything, yeah. killing it. Filming Amer- American style. Filming it American style. <laughs> it's too good. Um, he actually does a good job. Like characters have kind of little arcs. They're not like in like super sophisticated or anything no. but it's like the story actually makes some sense yes he expl- whenever there's something that seems out of place he has a line that explains yes it. i mean it's airtight right like he does make sure this leads to this and this because there's a this. lot of weird family groupings everyone in this movie's perception of brand and the douchey little kid everyone's basically 30 something in this movie yeah. yet there there's someone's the mother of somebody and the uncle and like it's weird because you're like, wait, that I thought that was Zadar's girlfriend's his mom. What the right. fuck? It, it's it is a little bit all over the place, but you know uh, he's like, I, these are the actors. He had, I actors can get. he had to get, yeah. And he, he got a bunch of lemons and he just squeezed that sweet <laughs> lemonade. Yeah, exactly. He's got the theater mind where he's like, anybody can play any role. He doesn't prejudice against age. Or he's not ages. He's none of that. He's well, just, you got to have rock star hair to be a hero and uh. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, that's yeah. that's his one thing. He's like, yeah. look, I want my hero to look like a fucking romance novel cover. Yeah. And goddamn, Harold Diamond looks like a romance novel cover. That hair in the wind, <laughs> we never got to see that. And I would have liked to. I think that's the one thing we really got slighted in this movie. Yeah. We saw that he's Harold Diamond is an expert at throwing a gun on a roof. Yeah. That was incredible. He played a lot of skee-ball. Skee-ball, horseshoe, any of those skills would apply there. But there's so much to enjoy about this movie. There's so many crazy outfits. Like you said, everything is in its right place in these movies. You're getting a snapshot of 1989 in this movie. Uh, Not the world I grew up in, but some weird world in Hollywood, California. Yeah. People looked like this. This was their look. This was their style. Yeah. And now that we're looking at all this stuff with like our intelligent Golden Globus mind, you know, uh, cannons, I got to say it's like, Amir, from day one when he started doing this movie, or Hollywood Cop, well, I don't know if all these sounds happen in Hollywood Cop, but there's so many sound effects. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Uh, little fucking tunes and everything, little tension breakers. Soundtrack, yeah. Everything. I, wouldn't, I don't know if you call it a soundtrack, if it's just like the four-second little connecting tissue, because he has that one, do do 
that sounds like it was made for the Sega Genesis, which ended up coming out uh, around Samurai Cop time. So he actually... Many people don't know this movie inspired Sega Genesis. It had to have, because everything about his soundscape that he produces his, like, little tunes on sounds like the Sega Genesis, and I fucking love it. There's just so much to love about the Shivanaverse. The Shervan Cinematic Universe, yeah. It's so that. fucking good. The SCU. Yeah. Call it on the, in the industry. I mean, if we're being honest, his movies are a little bit boring at times. Yeah, well, you got to build that tension. And it's interesting because if you're thinking Samurai Cop, if you're thinking Hollywood Cop, they have something in common. Cops. Yeah. And a, just a typical cop story. This one is not about a cop hostage situation yeah and so our hero doesn't even like i don't know what his job is yeah he barely gets like he's kind he's of got just, 35 grand sitting in a crown royal bag in his, his yeah. cabinet yeah really so he's doing something right he's just constantly like like pushed out until the final act of the movie like he's you know in in a hostage situation so we can't uh, really let it flow let well, that yeah, hair flow yeah because his wife and kid and 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 uh and, uh Sister-in-law? I don't know. Like I said, it's, very weird familial territory. It has here. to be sister-in-law. It has to be. Okay, because they don't look even remotely related. Because it's a lot of like very dark-haired people, and then the most whitest, like blonde neo-Nazi-looking people. It's, yeah, it's odd. But yeah. hey, like we said, what? He, give him those lemons. Squeeze that lemonade. Before we go to trailer, Murray, I got to tell you about one other thing. Okay. I happened on this movie called Mad Men, and it sucked. It was pretty bad. John Hamm? Not John Hamm. Oh. It was a movie. No. It was a typical 80s slasher ripping off of, you know, Friday the 13th or Halloween, whatever. There was a character. He was supposed to be the Fonz character of this movie, and everybody called him T.P., and I was like, I can't be hearing this right. I have bad hearing. I can't be hearing this right. It sounds cool to me because that's my initials. <laughs> TP? My, my middle name's P. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Or toilet paper, whatever you <laughs> want to say. So this guy, when I was doubting myself, they actually zoom in. He's got a TP I want that belt now. buckle. I want that. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it happen, Etsy. To speak of fashion choices, I can't wait. The deep Vs on the deep Zadar. Mm. Oh my God! We got so much to talk. To the abyss. So much to talk about, and we've already wasted twenty-five minutes of their time. All right, people, you're gonna. I need you guys to listen American style to this trailer for the great Amir Shervan movie, Killing American Style. A lot more people are gonna get killed. Freeze, Lynch! Police! You're under arrest! I want one 
welcome. Trailer has trailed you. I hope hey. there is one. Before we get into the movie, can you explain to me why there's a giant tub of cocktail sauce on your uh, kitchen counter? That's that's marinara sauce, okay. and as you notice, there's also dough right there. Murray, oh. I'm glad you brought this up. Murray just wanted to make sure this was happening for him. I am going to be making us a nice pizza tonight. It's wow. all, all homemade shit here. And uh, we're going to have some pizza while we watch some terrible wrestling tonight. Can't wait. Can't wait. I know. I'm excited, too. It's been a while. But we've had some cool weather here, so. Oh, we can't complain. We've had a decent summer this year. Yeah, it hasn't. Like, it's going to be 90 tomorrow, but we, we it's going to cool down again. What about you? I see you got a new scar on your uh, arm there. You got this a is new... all uh, fucking poison ivy. You're having the worst yeah, summer the ever. Worst. Yeah. The weather may may be good sometimes, but you're getting stung by bees constantly. Yeah, wasps. Wasps. I'm sorry. But yeah. Still, that's even worse. Cause it's really painful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I got a little bit of poison. Not, not, it's not horrible, but yeah, I got some poison ivy on my arm, and I'm not happy with that. That fucking sucks, man. I'm sorry. But what doesn't suck? Killing American style. Original songs. Fucking great credits going on here. You know, white font, black screen. Perfect. That's all we need. Yeah, I f- almost feel like I'm playing a Nintendo game. Dun, 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 dun. That's almost Ninja Turtles now. Jack, is that the same Samurai Cop song? There, dude. There's a lot of borrowed stuff that I remember from Samurai Cop. Yeah. Yeah. Including an, an actor we all know and love, which we'll get to when we get to him. Oh, okay. So we start out. We meet John David Lynch. Clearly the brother of John, or David Lynch. David John Lynch. Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad guy, you knew that. I didn't know you knew guy, that. This guy, creep casting, creep vibe. I'm getting definite creep vibe off this right. guy. He's got his jean jacket with the sleeves pushed up to his elbows. That's right. Manicured to an inch of his life mustache. It's so trimmed. See, this is how you know he's actually the brother of David Lynch. He's the opposite of David Lynch. David's a frail guy with a tiny voice and fliffy hair, no facial hair, except for his COVID beard that he grew out. Uh, and, you know, what is David into? Dream theater and, like, weird. The band Dream Theater? The, yeah, the band progressive Dream rock? Theater. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, he's into, you know, like, all of his weird, super artsy. Surrealism. What is it? Yeah, know, surrealism, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Uh, 15 minutes of a guy sweeping the floor type shit. <laughs> But John David Lynch is the opposite. Give me the hard fucking facts. Yeah, because Shervan, he knows what you're coming to see when you see a Shervan production. Ass kicking and ass shaking. So I think this bar and grill, whatever the fuck this place is, has been used in every Shervan movie. 100%. And it's, it's, it's a... It's a... It's a, it's a I was going to say high scale, but it's not high scale. But it's like it's a restaurant strip club. We were talking last week, I think, about eating at a strip club. This is like a restaurant that has a strip club in it. It happens to have stripping in it. Yeah. Um, It's interesting because we've been talking about all the borrowed stuff, but I'm pretty sure the restaurant we see in this movie, uh, Lynch goes there to eat. Samurai Cop restaurant. The great, the classic. uh, Yeah, look, or No. Japanese businessman speech wheel. We we have it right on my fridge. We can just (laughs) grab it right now. Um, But yeah, a lot of borrowed shit. And the strip club scene, you watched Gypsy. Last night on Tubi. I think all of Shervan's movies are on Tubi right now. Yeah. And if you have an ad blocker, you don't even have to deal with fucking ads. So Mm. it's 
crisp watching. But I also flipped through uh, Young Rebels. Yeah. Strip club scene in that movie. So Siobhan is very... He gives people what they want. He gives people what they want. American style. And he's very economical. He reuses stuff, but in a new way. So Lynch, he's like the Bob Fosse of strip clubs. He demands perfection from his strippers. Right. And he's not getting it. Right. He's already shot. We've seen two girls get up and shake it. And, you know, like we said, there's tops to shake. There's not much butts to shake. And we haven't learned about twerking yet. Yeah, we haven't learned. uh, We got the girl and the audio for the girl with the Daisy Dukes on was awful because you're hearing the credits music still. But you can tell it's like separated and you just hear like her little cloggy boots like clicking on the ground. So it's awkward. It's like she's dancing to no music. (laughs) Probably. Clearly dancing to no music and she's trying to like be sexy. (laughs) How hard would it be to be sexy and dance to no music? Like, I I don't know. But it seemed hard. And so after that second girl, I thought she was great. I was like. Second girl, was she the one that got into like a bikini or like. She had the Daisy Dukes and took them off and was in like a bikini. Yeah, she was nice. Uh, then, but they're not giving uh, John David Lynch what he needs. We know this about his brother as well, is that they know exactly what they need to see. They can't always articulate it very well, but they know it when they're they see brothers. it. They're not brothers. Jesse and Tony are brothers. John is like a friend. Or might be a cousin. Oh, no. I was talking about David John Lynch and John oh, David oh, Lynch. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were no, confusing. No, no, You're okay. going too far. All right. But, he, but John David Lynch knows what he needs to see, and he's just like, fucking somebody weird. give me exactly what I want right now. And this platinum blonde lady steps yeah, up. And you know what? I'm not into usually the fake blondes. I, I was kind of digging this chick. She had some good moves on her. I was agreeing with Lynch. Yeah. I would have picked her, too. Yeah. I mean, and... Yeah, she. Uh, I think she must. She may have been a porn star in the '80s because she looked familiar. <laughs> I was like, I know that was tits from somewhere. So did maybe. you call up your buddy at the you know the no, old porn shop? He hasn't worked there in 25 years. He wouldn't remember. You no. remember? You're like, I think I saw this. He well, I, but this yeah, he worked in the late '90s. This is early late '80s. Oh, they didn't carry late '80s uh, porn videos maybe, there. I, maybe I don't know. Just saying, and you had an expert people, to lean on. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she delivers what he wants, and and so she's like, he's like, all right, ladies. Do you remember? I'm sorry. Do you remember her move? No. Wasn't it just that she crawled away from him on all fours? Yes. And she was wearing fishnets and like I don't know. She had a crazy like '80s workout like outfit, which I just love for some reason. So I was into her. So it was. Crazy. It was like it was like a leotard. Yeah, it was the a leotard. '80s leotard, but with yeah. fishnets yeah. and probably cowboy boots because there's so many boots in this movie. <laughs> Not so much cowboy <laughs> boots, but boots yeah. like motorcycle boots everywhere. Yeah. I so I think the crawling is what got him because he's a dom, John David Lynch. That is, <laughs> so he does, and he's a creep because he follows her into the dressing room, right, and then immediately. This Leaps upon her. Meanwhile, the real star of this movie busts into the. By the way, Zadar's character's name Tony Stone. That's a great action movie character name, Tony Stone. John Wick. No, no, we've already renamed him. Tony it's John St- Wick. Tony Stone. That sounds like a guy who kicks ass. Tony Stone definitely does, and even Anthony Stone's got some fucking gravitas to it. Right. And we were discussing this. I'm still not sure. I got to go back, check the tape. I think uh, uh, Zadar whispers every line. 
Yeah. And I was like, did he always do that? I don't remember him doing that. We only had one line that we could both refer to from Samurai Cop. Yeah. Put this head on my PA. I'll put. I'll get that head and I'll put it right here. And he yeah. didn't say it. He didn't yell it, but he said it very like calmly, calmly, but with a lot of authority. But, so I think this was a choice. The dar and actors have their, their right to do this. He's like whisper. So he's like, "Where's Lynch?" And they're like, "Oh, he's back raping a girl in the dressing room. We'll get him for me." Well, as it turns out. This is very consensual because we're in the back now. They're doing some awful making out. What was up? I wrote in the notes, weird tongue thing. Yeah. Where their tongues are out of their mouth and they're like wagging their tongues on each other. I have become so sensitive to these scenes because half the movies we watch, more than half of the movies we watch. Well, people expect us to like fucking, you know, put them on the Swedes and scale. Exactly. So we have to study. Is there any Swedes and scale in this movie? There's got to be there's, one scene. There's a dar. Yeah. Scene. Okay. But, but this is this didn't give us enough. No, this is teens, you know, fingering each other at the fucking cliffside, you know, park and fuck or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so I the, used to work at the park and fuck. <laughs> it was a fucking rough job. The cliffside park and fuck yeah. of Pontiac. So condoms there. <laughs> so and uh, like Gatorade. <laughs> so, so. You gotta get those electrolytes. And we had whippets, but we said it's for whipped cream. <laughs> and so there, yeah, she's got her tits out. They're wagging their tongues. She's telling him, slow it down, big boy. Let's fucking, let's get a good pace here. Because, you know, she, he's just going to fucking pump and dump it. And then you hear, knock, knock. Lynch, Lynch, get out here. It's almost Donald Trump-esque. It is kind of, yeah. And then, you know, Griff... So many great lines in film history. Go ahead and make my day. I'll be back. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But the greatest of all lines, a line that I thought in my naivete debuted in the great movie Samurai Cop, I think made it, I think there was a reference to it in Hollywood Cop. But this is where we hear that classic line. Let's hear it, Griff. Keep it warm, baby. Uh-huh, I will. That's right, people. The line that I end every single episode with, keep it warm. How the fuck did this slide under our radar? Because we, I, I feel like we watched this. We have. I watched yeah. this like a couple years ago. So. Did we watch it together or did you just give me the DVD after you watched it? I probably just gave you the DVD. Because it's hard to remember this movie. It's not as memorable yeah. as Samurai Cop. No. Samurai Cop's the pinnacle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to end it when you fucking reach the top. So. Right. So yeah, this this is fucking keep it warm. I, and then she's like, and then she obliges him by pinching her nipples. Yeah, <laughs> this is great because we get clarity on it. We don't see it in Samurai Cop. We don't have the female cop in the helicopter pinching her nips. We see that keep it warm literally means keep yourself nice and ready right. for me to slip keep back it, in. Literally, keep your vagina warm. <laughs> But right. what Tony? You don't want to stick your dick in a cold pussy. Tony's big news was, hey, I got a Jeff Lynch, lots of money, and so Lynch is like, I'm there, sending it in. That's a different guy, but it, who cares? Puts on his fucking acid wash denim jacket, and they're on their way to. Of course, when you're talking about big money, there's I, the tech world. There's no, they, we're, what world are we talking? 1989. Let's nine, say. Let's. We know tech world geeks. Bill Gates, 
fuck that guy. Yeah. We got to think something else. Is it like, is it aerobic wear? That was on its way out. It was on its way. Okay. This was like 83. May yes, okay. That would be, I would be robbing an aerobic studio in 83. 89. And I don't even think, is Hulkamaniac? What? Think Maybe? about it. What was not so hot? Not in 1989. I'm glad you brought up Hulkamania because I think some WWF ice cream bars had something to do with this. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Brian Lass loved these ice cream bars. Yep, people. If you want the ultimate heist, the Ocean's 15, if you will, of heist, it's the ice cream truck storage facility. I don't know what the fuck this place. There was just a fucking place with ice cream trucks parked everywhere. This is the one scene that stuck in my brain from this movie. Not the outfits. Not Zadar. <laughs> nothing else but this scene stuck in my brain. Because we cut over to this is just the compound. It looked like it was the middle of the day. This is prime, <laughs> What's the middle of the day? This is prime hours to be delivering ice cream. Usually, uh, whatever. That's how big their fleet is. Yeah. They, they're they still have like twenty extra. So we've got a guard there, looking nervous. Like, where are they? Where are they? And we just see ice cream trucks everywhere now, featuring WWF ice cream bars. Right, get your under the giant. Then a van rolls up. There it is. Can you just smell that money, Lynch? And they're like, "All right, let's hit it." And so uh, Zadar gets out. Tony. He's the leader. He's like, is he holding a knife? I didn't know what he was holding. He had a knife at a moment here, and he's talking to the guard. Well, who he goes, yeah, because the guard's behind the fence, like fence gate, and then he yep. like runs the knife across the fence. Very good. Very warriors come out right, and play, you know. Right. He's like, is it are they there? Oh, yes, they're in there. They're counting the money as we speak. 150 large today. Great. $150 thousand dollars in 88 yeah. money 89 yeah. money that's four billion dollars that's today. how big the ice cream industry was right ben Bill- and jerry killed it ben and jerry killed it uh. socialists mm. they're in vermont yeah. you know they're socialists so like the guy opens the door for uh lynch and uh and uh tony and Looney. Lynch's, not Lynch, but uh, Tony's uncle. Tony's uncle. Who I'm positive was in Samurai Cop. He was yeah. either a cop or he was a goon. Yeah. I believe this is also, we have, was Danny Anderson there? Danny Anderson was there as well. And also, because Danny Anderson. Looney possibly mentally, de- de- uh, what's yeah. the word? Mentally, not I don't know. I don't know the proper word. Incapacitated. Words to, to use anymore. Yeah. yeah. He's he, uh, slow. He's slow. <laughs> is that still okay? I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, so, yeah, so we're working with the uh, interesting cast here. But two of them stay outside. Tony and Lynch, they're the main guys. They're going to go yeah, inside. Right. They're cutting through the building. They are fine. They know they've got, what, two guards to take out inside? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what the guard tells them. Yeah, yeah. I think the guard told them, Well, they, do, they did the fucking scene from John Lynch. He's like, you're looking like you lost some weight. He's like, 20 pounds. That's a signal. It means two guards. That's so that's good. why the guard can just see, hey, I don't know what was happening. Right. Why don't you leave? Let's, let us take care of it. And he yeah. slaps him in the cheek with that knife. Mm. Take it easy, fatso. Call them fatso, too. Mm. So inside, they're, they're you know sneaking along. And my God, these guys, 
probably trained under Shokazuki. They're ninjas. Oh, yeah. Or maybe uh, Lee Van Cleef. Maybe the master taught him a little well, bit. Well, we know from Samurai Cop that Zadar is, an in, is a samurai, at least. At least. He knows the sword very at well. At least. I mean, his character's probably canon from this movie to that movie. So. Right. Uh, and so they take out one guard, and then they just barge in, and I think there was one more guard that they have to pin down, and then there's just three accountant nerds. And I don't know why my eye went to the oscillating fan. It was Me very too. distracting. <laughs> we talked about it. Everything in this looks like it would have been in a functioning, weird <laughs> office building. There's Bud Light advertisements everywhere. There's a fucking Spuds McKenzie poster on Yes. The wall. I couldn't stop looking at everything. Yeah. Everything. Because that's the thing. It's like fucking, I can't. It's like a fucking uh, TGI Friday. There's so much flair everywhere on the walls. Every space is covered. And you know, this probably was an ice cream repair fucking garage. I don't know what the fuck in real life. He got the right to shoot there. (laughs) So he's like, all right, got to make it work for the script. Like his script is. Where are my Spuds McKenzie posters? (laughs) Who put them there? You know. Oscillating fan. (laughs) His script worked like a Mad Lib around the the site. The original fan was the box fan. <laughs> he's like, that would not work. No, 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 no. Oscillate. He's 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 one of those guys who shows up to the estate sale like <laughs> two hours early to pay one dollar for the oscillating fan instead of three. Oh my god, those guys are the fucking worst. But that's uh, how you make if you that's how you make the movie magic. That's, that's right, and then you go sell it at your antique shop or whatever. Where's the money? Like, we don't have any money, you know. I know you're hiding it. There's a fucking drawer with a bag. Fl- and it's a I was, laundry sack. I was shocked there wasn't a dollar sign written Why on not? it. Why not? You Americans all put dollar signs on your bags still, right? We do it American style. Because yeah. it's, it's a laundry sack. Banking American style. Banking American style. Yeah. It's a laundry sack. So, you know, it's like what you see in all that shit. Right. It's like, oh, the perfect place. And grabs it. The perfect place. And then they make their escape, but there's some guards outside waiting for them. So, this very anytime I watch a Amir, Mir Amir Van, the uh, well, the, one of the guy, one of the accountants gets frisky and pulls yeah. a gun, and they have to shoot him. And this is the one scene where a gunshot goes off, and everyone's like, "Hey, that was a gunshot in this fucking building," because there's a shot later that's fired, and they're like. Did, did a bird just call outside? It's not until the guy yells Tony that they're like, oh, my God, something's wrong. Like a gunshot. I'm sorry. I know. It's- well, if there, there are people carrying guns at this fucking ice cream place. Then there must be a lot of violence going on. There was, there was a lot of ice cream wars going on. That's babe. true. That's ben true. and Jerry horned in. They took over. Ben and Jerry must have been the greatest. Mean Streets of Vermont. Mean Streets of Vermont. Montpelier, I think this. Have is we ever told Vermont. you guys about the? You know what? When we do our true crime, crime two true crime podcast, our first episode, the two true crime, the two true two crime. True. Uh, we're gonna do our first episode about uh, about the Ben and Jerry wars. Yes. The two families finally came together. People don't even remember them, but they uh, they have. Yeah. You know when you buy that ice cream, you got blood on your hands. So, like I was saying about. Shrivan, I don't. The architecture. I don't know. Like 
everything is so weird how everything's laid out. Probably because he used five different locations for one location. In we these know he does that in movies yeah. like Samurai Cop. You see a house, you walk through the halls, and suddenly you're in a different house. <laughs> but contextually, you're, or, and you're in a mansion. You walk through a door. It's a tracked house with fucking <laughs> popcorn ceiling and shit. You're like, what the fuck? Right. It's like if you know how to look for those details, you're like, wait a minute. And if you don't, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> So somehow fun. Lynch gets behind the guards. Yes. And they just shoot him. Right. That's right. That's all it is. Because one of the counts got frisky. They have to shoot him. The guards come around. Lynch gets around. So they're making their escape. But now the police have showed up and they're hiding behind the ice cream trucks. And this is where we get to see, uh, what's his name? Tony. Tony shine. And he might be large. But those boots, they hide all of his footsteps. He's got that fucking deep V. It's an abyss. That's how deep it is. Oh, my God. And so he's just lurking around. He's doing his horror movie type thing, but he's shooting everybody. And he's just taking out all these guards. They're getting in the van, and they're getting the fuck out of there. Right. And as they take off, what was the purpose of Fatso firing off his gun to make it? To make it seem like he tried to stop them? I, 100%. That's what he was trying to do. Okay. He's trying to sell it like, I'm trying to stop them. You know. I'm- but he fires in the air, and his boss witnesses it. So now he got busted. Like, we know you're in on this shit. That's right. So now we're cutting to, we're at the police station, and this is where we get Officer Mullet and... <laughs> Worse mullets, dude. It was so fucking bad. It was so bad because it was it was really a limp kind of stringy hair mullet and yep. no body to it at all, right? And yeah, there like there's like, this is a very libertarian view of what how people want the law enforcement to be because nobody has rights at all. No, they're like beating him with telephone books. They're like, you're gonna tell us what we need to know. Right. I don't he- know anything. And they just have a legal pad. And I don't mean legal pad in the sense of, you know, like some kind of legal paperwork. It's legal pad in the sense of it's that yellow <laughs> paper with the blue lines and it says legal pad at the top. And they just have them signing it like, <laughs> so they can write around it and be like, I'm confessing. And they're like, now shit. you're going to jail unless you tell us. You sign this piece of paper. It's legal pad. You see so it right there. So he squeals like the little piggy that he is. That's right. Speaking Oink, of squealing. Now we cut to the first of our sex scenes in this movie. Yeah, so they're doing this kind of in parallel with Fatso giving up some information. Zadar lying in bed, naked. Please. Is it, is it, he has a weird body, too. Did you notice that his body looks weird? <laughs> like, he's not fat. No. But he's like, it's like a, he sculpted it, but in a weird way. Like, someone, like a blind man sculpted the body. <laughs> because, I, I'm not explaining it. Didn't, didn't he notice that? No, no, you're 100. There's so like, much. Lynch is like a bodybuilder. He's ripped. Yeah, no, Lynch is a bodybuilder. You get it. You yeah. understand what we're talking about. Right. But, yeah, Zadar is Rocky Dennison or whatever that guy's <laughs> yeah, name Rocky is. Dennis, he's yeah. so interesting in all of his features where you're like, oh, man. You're like. One chromosome away from the elephant man here, sir. Right. You're so interesting. I love you, and I, I'm mortified by you. Right. But there's so much to talk about in this scene, because not only are we going to see Zadar taking his shirt off, we got another platinum blonde in here with, with, with whatever. Oh, she's got, like, the doily bloomer-type she? underwear on. I thought on. she had a thong on. I don't remember. No, no, okay. no. It was, like, a bloomer-type set, okay. and then she had, like, the halter tops uh, thing covering her chest. But 
Zadar, th- we're assuming this is Zadar's house because Fatso's yeah. giving Zadar away here. He's giving right. away Tony. Yeah. And so the police are starting to gather outside Tony's place, and he is getting into his bed. He has a twin <laughs> bed. Hold on, it keeps going with the plastic still on the box spring and mattress. What the fuck? You literally hear him get into bed and you hear plastic. That's amazing because you usually can't hear anything in a Zadar movie. Uh, not a Zadar, a Shervan movie. <laughs> and then she gets on top of him. Yeah, she, she does this thing where... I'm sorry, I, I just saw this and it was fascinating. Okay. Because she lowers her top and you think a top goes over your head. Yeah. She lowers it to that expose was, her breasts yeah. and then she goes down with it. That was her move. She's like, everybody does it that way. But I'm going to stand out. And, you, and she did. Mission accomplished because you remember that. Yes. Was it her choice or was it Chavan? Because you know how she has to take it down? She she does the hinge, the 90 hinge bend over, and Chavan just right up in there in that ass. Yeah, it's probably a Chavan. It was probably yeah, a Chavan choice. Yeah. And cause I, I've heard he has very like close sets of the sex scene. It's just the actors and him. Well, every Sharan scene is a close <laughs> set scene because it's in a fucking bedroom and he is tucked into the corner to get the shot. He's got a camcorder filming this. <laughs> and then I, it's weird how you said they picked up the squeaky bed noises, but they had to add Not in the squeaky well, crunchy. crunchy. They had to. Add in the kissing noises. It's so weird. It's and it's so not weird. its not what you think. Like, thankfully, they didn't want to make us vomit, so it's not like a sloppy, wet make outside. It's like literally you're kissing your grandma on the cheek. Like, mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> And like, what? I wonder who, who the Foley guys working that day. Uh, you guys need to give me some kissing sounds. Not awful. Not like porn-rated kisses. You know, the mwah. I want like, you know, good. These guys actually. Wholesome yeah, wholesome kisses. This is a wholesome sight. She's kissing all along his jawline. Oh, my God. And that takes a day. <laughs> and then, See, I feel like they had to do the added in kissing noises because the plastic noise was so <laughs> fucking distracting. We don't have music for this. No scene, music really. at all. It's just so. So we can't even rate this on the scale, <laughs> yeah, everybody, yeah. because it's such a small landscape to work on. Fireplace, uh, queen size, king size, all that work. Zadar is doing his best to make this work. Because <laughs> they even flip They're over. In childhood bedroom. There's pennants like New York Yankees and shit. Because they're like you said, it's a fucking it's a fucking twin bed. It's a twin. How Shervan <laughs> is not Shervan. Zadar is a giant of a man and he's left to do his fucking sexual moves on it. No, we cannot put this on the scale because how it should be on the scale and immediately a seven because he doesn't flip the mattress. <laughs> This is incredible. Guys, Tubi for free. Killing American style. So because there was no fuckable music playing, Tony can hear some cops rustling outside. Yeah, it's the middle of the summer, and he hears uh, them step on some rusted out leaves. Rusted out? Dead leaves on the ground. Right. And I think you're thinking of rustling leaves. So... Puts his, his fucking deep V shirt on. Yeah. His weird body. No, he does not put no, a deep y- V y- on. Yeah, he grabs right. the sheet 
Oh yeah, which happens that like when you see it in the one shot, it's it was the a sheet. It was a Star Wars sheet, but yeah. but then in the second scene, it's clearly like a, a chef smock or whatever that he's tied down because there's like straps going around him. It was very apron, strange. huh? You wearing an apron? Yeah, it was like an apron. <laughs> in the second shot, it looked like an apron because it, it looked like it was folded down so you could still get his chesticles and everything. And then he had like strings and shit. So I was like, I think he's wearing an apron here. Could be. He opens the door and just starts shooting. He's getting the edge on all these cops. The cops who have the edge on him. They're well, on the he, roofs. He has the slight edge because he is captured eventually. Yeah, yeah, he does. Without he does. killing like 20 cops, but yeah. Our mullet cop uh, is the one who does catch him. So we got Tony. Now we got to get his right-hand man, Lynch. Where's Lynch? He's at his strip club slash restaurant. This is Fujiyama's restaurant. Right. He's holding court with four beautiful women. Did you recognize him? I did not. There are the four women from his uh, recital the oh, earlier. Oh, that's nice of him. He's Auditioning. He, he hired them all. Right. He probably thinks he's going to fuck all four of them. But the the blonde he did fuck was there. Yeah, I remember her. The, the first girl who failed was there. She was still in her fucking leotard well, at this well, restaurant. Well, Griff, they probably immediately filmed this scene right after the audition scene. <laughs> 100%. Because they had like two days in this fucking uh, restaurant. I just know? love that it's like nowhere in between. This girl showed up to the audition and what she was going to audition it and nothing else. And when she was invited... Well, she doesn't want to go to the dressing room. So Lynch will fucking rape her. I mean... <laughs> She saw what happened to that blonde. It was consensual. That well, scene yeah, was consensual. The blonde wanted the job, so she was up for it. But, yeah. You know, she's not. She's straight off the fucking bus from, like, Idaho or some shit. Yeah, it was definitely a Me Too. I don't know if it was full R, though. Yeah. So, well, no, because she kept it warm. You're not, yeah. If you're raped, you're not going to keep it warm. Exactly. She kept it warm, which tells me that she was actually into him, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's John David Lynch there. Yeah. Who would want to sleep with John David Lynch? Apparently the cops because they bust him, but he, but not without a fight because he ain't going down without a fight. So he starts punching on the cops. Yep, he beats the he gets a punch in on uh, Mullet Cop. God, Mullet Cop's just a punching bag in this movie. You notice that Siobhan loves to get a fucking maitre D shot in too, or uh, not maitre D, but the waiter waiter shot or server hostess. Because our favorite, one of our favorite Samurai Cop characters was the hostess at the restaurant, yeah. remember? There's always a scene with the little hostess fucking uh, pedestal or whatever the fuck that thing's called. Yeah. And so he's got one in this movie, too. And you Lynch grabs a handful of mints, throws them in his mouth. Dinner mints, You're yeah. You're to take me alive, copper. That's right. But they get him down, and uh, apparently... This must be Joe Biden's America because they're not even given a trial. Not Much even like trial. our fucking hero beleaguered ex-president Donald Trump. <sighs> they're just going to just put him away, maximum security. Next thing we know, they're on the bus. I got to say, right now, all all the funds that come into Golden Globes Theater are going right to his defense. Oh, yeah. All zero. All zero of it because he needs it. Did you notice in this uh, prison bus scene, someone in the background? Oh. <gasps> Was it Sv- Sven Oli Oli Thorson? No, he Sven once Oli. again he's wasted. He's just he's just standing there in the background, and they don't do anything with him. But so they're driving to the fucking Supermax prison, Jackson probably. It's not the wedlock prison. No, it's not. It's not. Con you could, Air's could you prison. fit a fucking collar on that where that jaw? I didn't realize what I was walking into here. Oh my god, that would have been amazing. Why? I just Master of the Universe movie. 
Trap Jaw. Why the fuck was it Robert Zadar Trap Jaw in the Masters of the Universe? God movie? damn it! Um, Hollywood needed Golden Globes Theater twenty years ago. Yeah, no prosthetics needed. No prosthetics needed. So as they're driving some backcountry road, we see an RV kind of. Oh yeah. It's like a camper. Yeah, it's like a truck. It's, yeah, it's a truck with a camper. Yeah, I just yeah. kept using RV, of course, in the notes yeah. because that's two letters as opposed to seven letters. Right. <laughs> uh, and that's how notes work. We're like Richard Van. We're economical. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. And that's why we repeat a lot of jokes. He's like, Shervan, we're economical. Exactly. So, well, our audience needs repetition, just right. like Blue's Clues played five days a week. Same right. episode. So there's a woman out there going, please help me. My, my husband's been crushed by this truck. Sounds just like the voice you're doing there. Yeah. Help! Help! I am crushed by this truck. Acting his ass off. Dude, I, I recognize that. that guy. It was Uncle Looney. Uncle Looney. And know. we know what Uncle Looney sounds like, so that really was. Right. I'm getting crushed here. Literally, what was the Bugs Bunny cartoon guy, the character? Was it one of the like the mob guys who yeah. sounded like that? Yeah. Yeah. It the, was the guy shut up, shutting up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shut up. Yeah, he's always telling yeah. them to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're like, they got to stop. It's the law. If you see someone in need, you're a prison guard. You got to stop. Think of all the movies we've recently done. One. Uh, that Jean-Claude Van Damme movie I can't think of right so now. So much of a better plan. If Jean-Claude's Billy, I think, was his friend, and if he had done this Billy! plan, they would have got off. Nobody would have died. Perfect. Wasn't thinking, though. So they get out to check it out, and lo and behold, that lady ain't no lady. It's a man, baby. Right. Of course it's a man. He says, I mean, his pronouns are they and them, but it's still a man. And he pulls a gun on the cops and shoots them. And, I mean, we got the other cops trying to react to all this insanity, but then Pa, he's not he's not trapped on the car, so he starts shooting back. They easily take out all the cops. But one of them, Jesse, who just happens to be Tony's brother, does get shot. Right. So shot this is gut. This is going to be like the big, you know, pivot point of and, our movie. And they pointed out, Griff, bullets still lodged in. So you know that's dangerous. Amir Shabon knew. He knew. So now they can't take off because they got to find a place to hide out. You can't, you can't go to a hospital because you're escaped convicts. They'll be checking every hospital. Not to mention motels. We can't go to a motel. We got to find a place. And they start driving and went, you know, when I see a horse ranch, I got to stop. And so does Mira Chauvin because every fucking Chauvin movie has, has half the movie takes place on this fucking horse ranch. That's right. Which obviously he knew a guy who owned a horse ranch. Had to be. But... Before we get too far into the ranch, Murray, we have to cut to the other man's face that's on the cover of <laughs> right. this movie. Why? <laughs> because uh, NFL legend Jim Brown needed some cash, apparently. Maybe he had an Elmoy payment he had to make. But yeah, Jim Brown shows up in this movie. Playing Lieutenant Lieutenants. I think that's a fun name. That's cool. And apparently Danny Anderson, the other cohort in the heist, was going to go to a separate prison because he's still in – or maybe he was, he was already sent to prison. So they're like, all right, we got to talk to this Danny Anderson guy to find out what's going on. With apparently him. Danny didn't go to Max prison, so he wasn't on the bus. He probably flipped on him, so he got a good sweet deal. That might have been it. Yeah. So he's in a different prison up in Folsom County. And so he's call, uh, Sunset's calling up his contact over there who's like – he literally talked with marbles in his mouth. I hated this man. You can come up here. It's fine. You can see him. 
And so we got Sunset's motivation. He's going to go see this Danny Anderson, and that's when Marie, his secretary or whatever the fuck she was. She's just a fellow cop, I thought. But she was wearing a micro skirt with the jacket. Yeah. Siobhan's touch everywhere. Right. And she gives him a little info. She's like, the person who was shot was Tony Stone's brother, Jesse Stone. And he got shot in the gut. So And he's like, all right, we'll check every hospital. Make sure you know, anyone comes in with a gut shot. Right. Like, we'll do that. Right. So now they're realizing they can't fucking go to a hotel, motel, holiday. Just, and yeah. they got to find a place to hide out. Like you were saying, we got we to gotta find a house. Why were they all shirtless? You notice that? Lynch and fucking Zdar are shirtless. I think, well, because fucking, you got a body like Lynch. Yeah, he's, 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 he's fucking Steve James in it. He's like... People pay to see this box. Yeah. And then you know Zadar is feeling a little probably. Yep. You know, ner- like he's like jealous. He's like, I'm taking my shirt off too. They were doing the thing. It's so hot. They kept talking about how so hot, hot it was. They literally did. They kept so saying it's so hot. hot. I love this oh. because Zadar's got a blue deep V with some buttons. And then he's got a white deep V with some buttons. He's got five of those shirts for throughout this movie. And then Lynch just has the one 100% pre-washed. 100%. And we're not pointing that out. That's what it says on this shirt. Yeah, yeah. 100% cotton pre-washed. It, the, the, the design on the shirt is what should be the tag on the shirt. And it's yes. incredible. It does say wash in cold water. Yeah, wash and cold water, <laughs> hang, hang dry. And in, with only whites. Yes. Don't wash with colors because, yeah. yeah, obviously. So, okay, they're, they're, they're looking for someplace. Finally, finally we're going to talk about our hero of this movie, like, the Matt Hannon of the movie. Like I said, our hero doesn't get his moment until the last third of the movie. We don't even get our hero until the <laughs> fucking second uh, third of our movie. Yeah. Second act, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a better way of saying yeah. that. But he he cuts a fucking amazing scene. We, well, first of all, we yeah I I, I, I jumped the horse here a little yeah. bit. See, we're on we, a ranch. We so meet I the horse. I think the worst character in this movie. Oh, a thousand percent. Brandon the Menace because he looks like fucking Dennis the Menace. Hundred percent. Fucking ten year old kid with a fucking blonde bowl cut. Was was this the kid from Hollywood Cop all grown up? Remember the kid it could that, be, who no. was friends with a dog? Murray, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what I thought. I kept thinking about, hey, come here, boy. Mm, come here. It was terrifying to me. He's sitting at the bottom of the staircase, and he's got his fists up, and he looks like he's wearing a karate gi, and he's doing little, you know, shadow boxing. And then he turns up to see... and. You know, of course, Siobhan's doing, like, the undershot and everything. He's getting, you know, the Jim Cotta shot where the girls walk over the camera and you look up (laughs) in between their legs. And we're like, oh, who are these ladies? Well, one is his mother. Yes. Brandon's mother. Brandon's mother. And one is his, as Brandon calls it, his sexy aunt. Literally. Hey, sexy aunt. What are you doing with your sexy little ass? She's got the tube of, you know, sunscreen out. And he's like, uh, no man's going to marry you if you're burnt to a crisp. Snap. Another great Shervan line. Shervan is killing it. Yeah, okay. So I, I had to, like, fucking replay it. I'm like, did he just call that woman sexy? You even and? texted me. Yeah, I was like, did I, am I hearing things? Because I, I don't know. I thought it was going to be his sister because she's blonde as well. Right. No, this is his sexy aunt. Right. And... So blonde runs in the family. Just as he's about to pinch her ass, Harold Diamond rolls in. Is this, is this a lavender outfit? 
This is the lavender. You, I know you've never watched The Big Lebowski, no, but you probably have seen Jesus in that yes, movie. Yeah. In his, yeah. this rivals that outfit. Everybody, <laughs> it's so close. He's got, the and the beauty of it is, you know, this is from Harold Diamond's closet. This isn't. They didn't go out and get fucking a wardrobe. As wonderful of a job they did with Jesus and The Big Lebowski. Literally, Harold Diamond was like, this is a great outfit. Overall, <laughs> lavender with the lavender windbreaker he wore over it with... Dark accents, though. Dark accents. I For a second, I thought it was sweat stains <laughs> because it was like... It was light lavender on dark lavender on light lavender. Yes. Because the pockets were like dark. Yes. Yes, they were. And okay, I think he had the sleeves rolled up to his, his elbows. That yep, that's what I was miming. He's wearing a jacket. He's not wearing a shirt, people, but he still tucks the jacket <laughs> into his pants. It doesn't zip it up. So it's going all the way down to his crotch. Yeah. Tucked in. A lot of tucking in this movie because the pants are all tucked into the boots. Too, yeah. He's wearing like cowboy boots or Man, something. Man, this is crazy. We're, this is going to be a three-hour episode at this rate. <laughs> yes. If you haven't noticed already, this is, a, this is a fascinating movie to observe <laughs> and just like let soak in. But, man, it should be over in like 30 minutes if you just do the plot. But right. there's so much eye candy in this movie. There's so much flair. There's so much flair. <laughs> yeah. So he's taking Brandon to his like karate, taekwondo, whatever the fuck. You know. Right. His kid's ready to fucking murder. And he's like, he wants so- to be like his dad. We don't yeah. know it at the time, but right. this is a badass motherfucker. Right. And we needed to do the research to find out that he actually is a, <laughs> you know, a badass motherfucker. So now Tony and the boys pull the RV up to the ranch. Harold, uh, John uh, Morgan is his character. John Morgan. John Morgan and Brandon go to the, the we'll refer dojo. To him, we're going to have to refer to him as Morgan just to keep clarity because we've been calling uh, Lynch's character John Lynch. <laughs> so John Lynch, by the way, is the actor's name. And so he did not switch that at all. He's John Lynch in real life and John Lynch in the movie. But uh, obviously Harold Diamond is not John Morgan. But Morgan is how we'll call them. So they're like, let's check that place out. All right, so now Morgan, as he's walking out, he bumps into Jose, who's the groundskeeper of the you know the like ranch. We, this is like a dude ranch, you know? Yeah. He's got the horses, he's got goats, he's got everything that we saw in Hollywood Cop. Right, and he's like, hey, Jose, how's your son Fernando? He is doing well, thank you. Did, do you want that, this hand-me-down bike that Brandon has no use well, for? No, it, it, the offer was Brandon really wants to give Fernando his bike. He's done with it. He wants you to have his leftovers. Isn't that so nice of us? And then they show Brandon. He's like waving. Hey. And he's like, thank you, senor. That's great. Yeah. Jose's just going all over the place with his uh, thank yous and everything. And you're just like, man, I like Jose. Well, you're not going to like him much longer because Tony and Lynch didn't. They immediately walk up on him, kill Jose, throw him throw some hay on him they just throw him in like they were supposed to they just lay his body in the, this like barn yeah didn't even put the hay on lynch did lynch just cuts corners man. lynch cuts mr mr so demanding of his strippers yet he's not demanding of himself right he well his theater isn't murder you know his theater is ass shaking so of course he's gonna cut corners he doesn't his heart's not in it so now they sneak up we we learned earlier like that Sexy Aunt Jean, Jane, Jean, Jeannie or Jane, I don't remember what the fucking name was. And Mom, I don't think she had a name. No, literally, I. it was hard to come across Jeannie or Janie <laughs> as a name for Blonde. 
right. aunt as opposed to it was to figure out what mom's name was. They're laying out, getting some rays. You can tell mom's pretty fucking milfy because she's wearing a bikini with heels. She's tanning with heels on. That's right. Well, that's what her man likes. And we know what a horn dog lynch is. So like, there's like a little like small like brick wall like about waist high going around the pool. yes and it does have like some gateways where it's yeah. like the, the pole structures and everything and there and then like fucking lynch is he's like i can make a lot of money off her um dude this scene is so fascinating because not only do we get lynch just hanging over that <laughs> gate holding this gun over it it looks like a rap album cover or something you know he's just <laughs> it, it's it's intimidating and like He's thinking he's looking so fucking badass with his fucking cotton shirt on, <laughs> sleeves rolled up, biceps flexing, sweating under the hot sun, perfect little mustache. And then you hear, Lynch, stop Dude, fucking around. Please tell me, do you remember how... Yeah, I know, my cat's rubbing <laughs> his face on your mic. It's okay. Uh, do you remember... How uh, Zadar positioned himself. I did not. I mean, he was like crouched on the top of. A, yes, like yeah. a fucking gargoyle on top of a brick. <laughs> looks like a gargoyle. Like a little brick pillar for the gates to connect to. He's propped up on it like a goddamn. I was like, this is beautiful. This is one of the most beautiful shots I've ever seen. Stop fucking around, Lynch. And the women hear this, so they obviously freak out because there's two creeps fucking. Literally. There's a gargoyle and a fucking creep. They're just gawking. John's just gawking. John David Lynch is just gawking. He could do hand signals. He could, like, do anything. But no, he goes, stop fucking around. So now the women are aware, and we've got a panic. What? Mom runs off, and we follow. Once again, I'm the, the fucking layout of these places. I'm like, what am I? Why? Who is where? Where am I at? Like, I don't know. Right. You know, it's like a labyrinth of a house. Like, people, there's documentaries about how the layout. It's of, like the Winchester house. Do you know that house? The where Winchester. the woman kept building onto the house. There would be like staircases that went to nowhere <laughs> and all this crazy shit. I didn't know about that. Yeah. I always get to relate it to because I watched that documentary about the Shining House, the hotel. Or yeah. the hotel. Cool. And they were like, this is an impossible shot. This is an impossible hotel. It's that. Shervon is doing that. Yes. He's a he master. He did study Kubrick, too. Of course he did. I think he was the DP on Shining. So he like, <laughs> knew all that shit. So, I mean, he got that gargoyle shot. He got the gargoyle I mean, shot. So, right. yeah. So the girls are... There's tons of fucking French doors and sliding. A lot of glass in this house. They're locking every door. Yeah. The guy, and like I love it how they're like... Hey, stop! A bang like there's a glass door. They can just kick it in. Kick it in. We even get this door in a minute here, breaking through the yeah, glass he, window, he's a, and he's just like tee tee tee, and then you see him like burrow through. <laughs> he breaks like a tiny pane of window, and then he climbs through the window. You see, like yeah, no, you way. know it was a totally different fucking house. A hundred percent. It's incredible, but you got the right shot. Robert Zardar looking in your window into your house, breaking out the window. Terrifying. Right. Like, maniac cop. Robert Zardar is coming to deliver mail. It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon package. Like, You're I like, don't. What the fuck? Maybe, maybe Robert Zardar didn't really want to, like, do that with his face and everything. Like, I don't want to be the poster boy with my natural look being, like, terrifying. Because it's like Maniac Cop didn't really feature his face all that much. Like, yeah. they gave you, like, a glimpse of it. But you could have had that. He could have had a whole fucking career. He could have been, like, the biggest thing ever just based on him looking naturally creepy. 
Yeah. And I obviously that good call for him if that was not one wasn't what he was comfortable. So with. the women are captured, and then uh, Looney they open the door. Looney comes in with Jesse bleeding. Yep, you gotta take care of my brother. And he's, he's, she, and then uh, Jeannie, Janie, she's like, well, I do have some nursing school knowledge. Her knowledge is put pressure on the wound. That's all she tells him to do. Right, of course. Uh, I noticed it didn't go right through his body. So that's dangerous. Let's put pressure on the wound. So Tony makes a call to what I thought was his girlfriend. No, it's his mom. This woman was about to, at most two years older than Zadar. You think so? Yeah. She had that crazy, like, frosted kind of hair where it was yeah. hard looking. Yeah. A lot of so Aquanet going that's on. That's why I was like, no, that's not his mom. Or that that's not his girlfriend. Because older women have like. Well, no, we saw the type of women that Zadar was sleeping with already, and I was like, "That's not." Yeah, I know. That's why I thought the same thing because he had a trashy woman he was sleeping (laughs) with, and he's got the trashy woman he's talking to. Is their mom Marie or Maria? I forget. Marie, Marie, Marie Rose, and he explains to her like where the 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 hidden money that 150 G's from that house. He's like, "Go get the money, and then meet me at this motel." She's like, "All right, I can do that, son." We're cutting over to the dojo, Murray. We love a dojo scene because we love tippy tats. We love roundhouses. We love it all. Well, Brandon doesn't give us any of that, but apparently somehow wins. This was like, looked like a Young Bucks match. Oh. Very awkward. This kid's probably never done anything athletic in his life. Very uh, choreographed. Nothing about this is like actual fighting, actually, you know, improv. Right. And he wins the match, though. And as he goes out to get a hug from his dad, uh, Morgan is cheering him on. A little bully kid comes up to him. A little dirt stash on him. You you talk about kids not looking like they belong to their parents, supposedly. Yeah. You got this kid who's got, like, a total fucking crazy hair, like, giant eyebrows, dark features. And then you see his dad <laughs> cosplaying as Big Daddy Diesel. <laughs> this guy, another... Horrible mullet. Yeah, I just noticed if you want to have a mullet that kind of works, you gotta have some curls. You gotta have some body to it. Right, really like straight hair. It looks really bad. A hundred percent because everyone's doing just like the shave side (laughs) long mullet. You know, and when you do have the curls, the volume, like you said, it works. Right, but yeah, this mullet, which is why. Harold Diamond's mullet works. Cause he's got that fucking rock star mullet hair. He's got so he's got the Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> so this so the kid's like, hey, I want to fight you. And then the kid's like, Brandon's like, no, I only fight in self-defense. I right. don't my father taught me that. And we see, you know, uh uh, uh fuck, I can't Morgan telling his son, like, that's right, son, but big daddy fucking goon diesel. Guy's literally wearing diesel's ring gear. He's he, wearing Adidas sweatpants. Like like the fucking run DMC yeah. track suit. He's got the Adidas pants with the the black pants with the red line going yep. down the And then the tank top tucked into it, and that was Diesel's look. I mean, he had fringe down the side. That was the only thing that was missing here. He's like, Yes, son, this man is a loser. I don't know what his accent was, Murray. That's what I'm trying to emphasize. And so he's pushing the little kid around, and that's when, you know, Morgan finally has to step in in his lavender on lavender outfit, which was it torn or does it get torn? Well, it must have got, I don't remember getting torn. It has a slit in the stomach. 
Oh, I didn't notice. That. And I couldn't tell if it was a fashionable tear or if he decided, nah. So Morgan's like, hey, man, let's settle this like real men, the gentleman in the ring. Oh, I can do that. Let's do that. So as soon so uh, Morgan takes the lead, he goes to go inside the ring, nut shot immediately. Immediately, and then throws him over the ropes. And this is why I asked you, because it looks like in this scene is somehow his overalls get caught on something and tear. Because now his lavender overalls have this giant slit in it. He had overalls on? They were overalls. Oh, I didn't know. The lavender that. outfit was he, overalls. He, okay, so he's not wearing the, the gigantic scoop neck tank top. Yeah, at this point, no, it's overalls. Okay. Yeah, he's not wearing the scoop. So many scoop necks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right to get confused here. You're, you're, you're in the right place. So, like any good heel, you get a fucking eye rake. This guy's, Back scratch. Yeah, he's, he's doing it all. But, and fucking... Uh, a uh, couple Morgan, times he pulls the ref in the Morgan, way. fucking Ricky Steamboat, it. He's selling like a motherfucker for this guy. I again, this guy is not the typical Amir Shavan. It's not the typical action hero because yeah. yeah, he's getting his ass beat. Yeah, I mean it's through cheating, but he's getting his ass beat. And but then he turns the tables and starts doing some sweet tippy taps, some roundhouses, handles this fucking sweet death sex daddy. Diesel, or the fuck he's called. Big Daddy Diesel. Oh, that was a your foot. And then he fucking knocks the guy out. Of course, we got the dad, uh, you, the the actual dojo keeper telling him, knock it the fuck off. What they're called? Dojo keepers? <laughs> what, what are they called? Come on. Uh, sensei? I don't sensei? know. Sensei? Uh, this guy didn't look like a sensei. He had no authority. Dojo keeper. I call him a keeper because they didn't, they didn't treat him with any authority. Master? Well, again, master insinuates there's some kind of authority here. Yeah. He's saying, hey, please stop. And these guys, these titans are just going at it. Yeah. And Morgan finally wins. Another roundhouse takes a guy out. Guy flies out of the ring. All right. What has Jim Brown been up to? He probably was on this set for two days. Exactly. And half his shots are just very close up. Where is he? We don't know. It doesn't matter. He's where he needs to he's, be. He's... Reacting, exactly which is what Shervan wants. That's all he needs. All I want is you to react. I put the camera on your face. You give me a facial expression. React. So it turns out he's wherever Danny Anderson is. He's at the uh, the, the minimum security prison. That's right. Guy, just he's wearing like fucking tennis outfit. Cause you know we just let these fucking criminals do whatever. Oh they yeah, want. no, is tennis or squash? He's got the fucking white Reeboks on with the white socks pulled up. You know, halfway to his knee. And Sunset's like, look, man. Yeah, he looked man him. Tell me where Tony is, or I'm going to send you to the Max. We're going to send you to Max. We already know you're affiliated. We're going to use the RICO Act. That's how they took Trump down. It's like, you ain't going to lie. You won't survive a day. You'll be getting raped every day, boy. And literally, we got Mullet Guy and his uh, compatriot in the Water room. pressure, horrible. You're used to just fucking running every shower when you're yep. taking your shower. That yep. doesn't happen in the mass. Yeah. You'll be lucky if lubricant is spread around because... You're only lubricant, spits in his hand. 
So yeah. Danny Anderson, again, he, he looks... Danny Anderson loves Superglide. I don't know he if we ever rough. talked about yeah. Danny Anderson. He looks like a little like, you know, he, he looks like an offspring of, uh, of Ron Howard or something. I was to say the same thing, Opie Cunningham. Yeah, looks he looks like. like a little ginger guy and everything. He's frail. He's got the bowl cut as a you know adult man. <laughs> so it's like, man, you really aren't going to make it. They probably know what they're right. talking about. You should listen to them. So Danny immediately snitches on Tony's mom and gives away where she works at the whorehouse. Cat house, they call it. We all know what that is. All right, so they got a new lead. Back to Morgan. He's returning home. That's our hero, everybody, Morgan. Walks in. It's a dart and all his crew are there. Guns on them. Pointing at him, pointing at his family. It's a Mexican standoff. Right, but Lynch... Lynch's got to take it a step too far. He's getting into uh, Morgan's face and everything. And Morgan fights back, headbutts him, knocks him to the ground. And then you even got little, uh, what's his name? Brandon getting into the scrum. And so Lynch is trying to get people back. And, Leave my daddy alone. Oh, it, it, it's, a, it's a ballroom blitz. It's a foyer blitz. Quit it. Or I'm going to shoot your family. And that that's enough for Morgan to say, all right. Don't hurt my family. That's right. So Tony, realizing his brother Jesse is in dire situation. Look at the doctor here. The bullet's inside. Do you know any doctors? And that's when blonde aunt, sexy aunt, blonde sexy, sexy aunt. Sexy, yeah. Sexy nurse. Yep. She She's like, I can only do so much. There's not enough I can do. I, I've applied all the pressure I can apply. <laughs> I was in the, you notice Jesse, for a second I was like, is he a disciple of Huckism? Because you notice he had his fucking pants Boot. rolled up. Yes. No shoes. No shoes. I was like, is he a huckster? I was waiting to see like some orange in his hair. But but like I said, Shravan covers every detail. He did that because he was disguised as a woman, remember? So he had to pull up his his uh You're right. His uh very good like, call. His 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 uh pant sleeves, is I think what they call. Yeah. Pants sleeves. <laughs> Sleeveless pants. That's, Sleeveless. Called, that's what they call shorts. Sleeveless pants. And so, yeah, she's all, he's like, and then fortunately, uh, Morgan does know a doctor. Yeah. I just so happen to know a doctor. He's great. He, li- he, he works out. We can take him there. Out by the fire station down the street. If you do anything, right? He, he, he's a staple hucks yeah, too. He, he's like, <laughs> they work in the same circles, I believe. Yeah. Like, come on. They're both like in that CD level tier. I'm going to kill your whole family. So that's enough. Morgan's like, all right, all right. I'll get the doctor. I'll get Dr. Fuji. Not to be just Mr. Fuji. Okay. WWF manager. Right. So we got them heading out for Dr. Fuji, and we're going to go back over to Lieutenant Sunset. <laughs> Who's being escorted <laughs> to the pleasure house, the cat house, by some informant? Yeah, I don't know. Was he, was he a cop? What was his? Was he a pimp? Choo choo. We literally have a character in this movie that is in the movie for probably 30 <laughs> minutes without a name. Sexy Aunt Blonde. We barely yeah. even know uh, Morgan's wife's name. But we know the informant's <laughs> name is Choo Choo. Yes. And I He's got it. a cane. Yeah, like that's a, right. He's wearing a weird like Michael Jackson outfit. Oh, and Murray, you're you you. This is 
The first thing Murray texted me about, he's like, we got to get the audio for this scene. Because is- Sunset and Choo Choo walk into the cat house, and they're greeted by the ladies, like you, as you would be at a cat house. And Arma- Amir Shabbat knows how to set up a scene. He knows you how know- to write a sexy fucking scene. Right. You know, it, it, it's like that song, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. You're like, oh, sexy, cowboys, horses. You're like, you want to be fucked Mounting, like a horse. Yeah. Mounted, you know. He's thinking of all these things, but he's like relating it to another thing, doing similes and all that. Right. It's like poetry. It's like poetry. This, this is like if Shakespeare wrote a sex scene, it would sound a lot like this. And John, we're, we're, we can't do it justice. Yeah. John DeHart was 1000% inspired by Siobhan's like sex scenes. Yeah. Because we walk in this cat house and all the ladies theme themselves around beverages. Yes. So we can't do it justice. So we're just going to let you hear this. Is that the place, Choo Choo? That's the chicken ranch I told you about. Wait here for us. Yes, sir. Oh, girls, a man's coming. Send him in. Let's make some money. Hello, sir. Welcome to the pleasure house. Hi. Hi there. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, baby. That's baby. Hi, baby. Come on in. Don't be so nervous. Look, I just want to ask Hi. You. I've got champagne. Everything inside me bubbles. <clears throat> Hi. I have soft drinks. Everything about me is soft. Hi. And I've got the hard stuff. Because I love it hard. <laughs> <clears throat> Honey, they say I'm backward because I like it in the back. Yes, I know. Come with me. I look, want you to meet Heaven. Look, I re- Come on! Come on. Hi. Have something for me. Anything. Well, then I'll have a drink. Mwah. And this <laughs> is Heavenly. Hi, Heavenly. Hello. Why don't you take him back to the Paradise Room, Heavenly, and show him what Heaven is really like. I'll show him <laughs> all sides of it. Thank you. But uh, please, okay? Now look, I came here to find Maria Rose. Can you help me? I thought that she zipped it up a long time ago. <laughs> now I must find her. Will you help me? She's not here today. She left on vacation for a few days. But when did she leave? This morning. Hey, do you have an address on her or something? You can't find her. She left town. What kind of car is she driving? I don't know. She drove a gray cougar, black top. Thank you very much. (laughs) And thank you very much for your tongue in my ear. I enjoyed it very much. Aren't you gonna wait for the rest? Some other time, baby. What you doing, Griff? What's your uh, drink for the night? Shit, man. Uh, bubbly she, one got me scared. I was like, what? No, I was going to say. Bubbly? What does that even mean? I was going to say, most of the women in here terrified me. Yeah. Uh, last woman who licks his ear, terrifying. Uh, yes, I know. I feel like hard. the hard liquor girl was the one that was like. She likes it hard. I don't even want to get into I like it at the back. Backside, yeah. The backside woman. She seemed like she was way out on like half a soma. Yeah. She was way out there. So yeah, uh, 
all the women are just clawing at Jim Brown, as you, as you would. Wait, you're going to ask me, but you're not going to tell us who you're into? Backside. You're going backside? No. After I just said she was on Lake Havasova. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she, um, he's asking uh, for Maria, and they're like, or Marie, I don't forget her name, Marie. Marie. And like she took her two weeks, because even Whorehouse... They got to hear this audio because I yeah. had to leave it in there up to the lick. Thanks for licking my ear part. It was so fucking weird. And Thanks Jim Brown, my ear. as weird as it sounds, Jim Brown looks equally as weirded out. And they're like, oh, Ma, Marie, she took her two-week vacation. You know, She went to Disneyland. But where did she go? Disneyland, we just told you. Oh, what car did she go in? And the the original woman who like welcomed her in him in not talking but some other well, baby gets pissed off I yeah know that. that's right baby I forgot yeah. all about baby hey she's named baby oh hi baby hi baby that was basically the delivery that was uh, oh I can't think of his name right now Tommy Wiseau level delivery yeah uh, but some other character that I, I don't Choo Choo popped in with this I don't remember. for real it was another woman <laughs> I don't remember being introduced to this woman. She just walks I up. I have no idea what beverage. I'm thinking tea. Yeah, probably sweet tea. tea probably sweet tea. And she just, I know, disgusting. Yeah. She walks up, black cougar, gray cougar, Griff, black top. Thank you. Thanks for that tongue in my ear. And then that's the end of the scene. So fucking weird. All right, so uh, uh, Morgan, you have Jesse here, but Morgan arrives at Doctor Fuji's. Living room of a house. I don't know what was this supposed to be his house or it's supposed to be his office. It's both. <laughs> yeah, because in a living room with a fucking fish tank full of koi. Think about this: they're living in a podunk town. They're in the backwoods. This makes more sense than Slither in its fucking uh, McMansions in the middle of nowhere. To me, we meet. Uh, Dr. Fuji's wife, Mrs. Fuji, she's feeding the fish. She's wearing a kimono, as all Japanese women do. All the time. She's got the kabuki makeup on. She looks like a geisha, basically. (laughs) And she's also his nurse. Yes. She's not just wife. She's nurse, too. Right, yeah. A couple that works together stays together. That's right. So we meet. But, hey, I recognize this isn't just any fucking Mr. Fuji. If you know Mir Shervain, you know this guy. It's Joselito C. Rascober, I think was his name. Mm-hmm. But we, of course, know him as the gay waiter from Samurai Cop. Appear- Who is the producer on this movie? Yeah. I, we, and he we, produced three Shervan movies. It's incredible. It was it, When I was watching some of the clips of this movie, I was like, that guy looks familiar. And then Murray immediately popped up. <laughs> hey, the fucking Mater D is in this movie, too. I was like, right. holy shit. Because he has a mustache in this one, so it throws you off for a minute. And he's a doctor. Yes. And he's Asian. <laughs> yes. Well, he could be Filipino. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, uh, yeah, and this, would, that's, this would not fly in 2023. No. I would be like, fuck this movie, ban it, because you have a Hispanic man playing a Japanese man. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd say fuck it if you have a Filipino playing a Japanese man. Japanese person should play Japanese. Japanese actors are the you know, so they, he agrees to come to the horse ranch to check out on this. Did he t- 
what story did Morgan give him? Like, like I've got a crazy uh, escape convict in my house. I know they do not give us a story. All we know is that okay, we're gonna set this up and we're gonna be leading into the next scene, Murray. Here's how it's gonna go. Because all we know is that they know Doctor Fuji and his wife know there is a man who needs a, a medical attention, not immediate. They don't even sell it as immediate. They just tell him we have somebody at our house who needs some attention. We can't, we can't get him into a car to bring him to you. Which, by the way, Morgan is driving an Aerostar van. There's a lot of vans in this. A movie. lot of vans for Shaban. Uh, so he could have easily put a man in this van, no. but they decided not to. Can't move him. But what we need to realize is that as they're leaving. Apparently, Morgan's going too fast. Well, also, glad you pointed out this convoluted story because Mrs. Fuji doesn't buy it either. I know. We're going to get to that. Yeah. We're going to get but to I'm that. I'm just saying, she's kind of like, she doesn't want him to go. Yeah. And oh, he's okay. Like, and he's like, no, my Hippocratic oath, I have to. Don't worry. And I don't need a nurse because there is a nurse already at the house. That's what Morgan told me is that right. there's a nurse there. So I don't need you. You just stay here and worry about the koi. And so they take off. And you see Fuji, he's worried because Morgan is driving that Aerostar 65 miles an hour, which Aerostars only go 65 miles an hour. So basically, it's maxing out on any car possible. Right. And he's telling him, sir, I think you should slow down. I, I would like to get home to my wife at some point. Is this, is there something really wrong? You're going to get the police after you. And sure enough, we cut down to the police. Speed trap. Murray. Do you remember what Mullet had to say here? I do not. Mullet. Shoot. shoot. No, that would have been amazing. And if they did a cut to Frank Washington somehow, (laughs) I'd be like, where are we in the space-time continuum? Mullet is trying to wave them to stop because they are in the Red Arrow Star, and that's what they're looking for. They're not stopping. And so he's like, it's just like, and by the way, this is done in post, obviously, the audio here. It's just like the Japanese woman told us. They're coming in a red arrow star. So Morgan's story at their house was so suspicious that his wife immediately called the police. The police immediately left and showed up five miles ahead of them on this road. So she is the real fucking sleuth of this family because she figured this out very quickly. But... Morgan alludes to the police. He just turns off to a side road. They pass him. That's right. So he's he. Well, they weren't even in their cars, so it was easy to just go right by them. Well, there was there's a, a couple of cars chasing him though. though. Oh, was there? Yeah, okay. it was a very well. You just blocked it out because it was such a boring car chase scene. And so uh, Morgan gets away and goes back to the horse ranch, where he escorts Fuji up to the up upstairs to where Jesse is, and, and he, he, he starts working. Yeah. Here's some antibiotics. So now the riverbank captain that was talking Mumblemouth, that was talking to uh, Lieutenant Sunset, informs him. This is a different captain altogether. I hate is to inform you. Okay. They just go to a whole. This isn't Charlie. Couldn't, couldn't get that guy for the day, so they just got a new guy. <laughs> exactly. Because they're like in the same uh, room. Right. And he calls up Sunset and he, he informs him his convicts are somewhere in the county. They know that much. Right. They figured that they, out. Yeah, no shit, because they, they, where the fucking prison vans left. You would, they didn't get that far. They I don't didn't know get out of the county. They're holed up. They know they got a guy shot, so it's like, okay. Uh, they're, he, Siobhan's trying to 
tell us the story's whittling down to this one county, right. so, you know, put all your forces there. Hazard County. So, cut back to Fuji, working on uh, Jesse with Jeannie. They're putting all the pressure they can on that wound. <laughs> Compliments the hell out of her. You're doing such a good job putting pressure on that wound. They get the bullet out. They, pu- they pushed it, pressure, so much pressure, it popped out of his <laughs> abdomen. popped right out. Like a pimple. Right. And he's just like... Oh, I feel pretty good now. My tum tum doesn't hurt. <laughs> and they just wrap a towel around him. They wrapped a towel around him. And he's fine. A little achy, but he'll he'll survive. So hey, good job. So Tony's like they're like everyone's like good. These guys will get the fuck out of our house now. Right. Fuji thinks that he's done. His job here is done. The guy's fine. Everybody thinks their job's done. Right. Like fucking Morgan's like, all right, you can leave my house now. Not so fast. We're staying here until tomorrow when the money arrives. So Morgan's like, look, just get the fuck out of my house. Goes to his cabinet, pulls out his... If you're worried about money, I got money for you. Pulls out the Crown Royal bag, 35 G's, 3,500 G's. Yeah. And fucking uh, fucking, uh, Tony scoffs at it, but he still takes it. He's like, he is a thief at heart. But Morgan, he's getting a little upset here because these guys, even after he gave them his 3500 uh, Crown Royal money, they're still like, <laughs> okay. So he goes after and knocks out Tony. He cry chops him in the throat. That's right. And then there's such a small window with that chin. That was a pretty good shot. That you can break a, your hand on that Exactly. Jaw. So he was very precise with that chop. So Lynch jumps in, takes down Morgan, uh, and they're like, let's kill this motherfucker. They, no, yeah. <coughs> no, he's going to die slow and painful. I don't have to explain who was saying that. That was clearly <laughs> Tony. Right. Now we're cutting back over to Sunset, having a dinner, and oh, my was, God. How did Jim Brown, Jim Brown must have been really needed some money. Yeah. How did he allow to be a part of this scene? Look, we we let a lot. We're like, we're like, hey, this is just the times. Whatever, these people, whatever. But this scene in particular is very strange. Jim with his daughter, wife, niece. We don't know. I don't know because the ages don't make sense. Yes, gets a call. She's furious at their watermelon dinner. They're literally just eating watermelon with a knife and fork. <laughs> it, they have a serving bowl with. Not cut up. I'm waiting for a fucking robot to come in and challenge them to a fucking (laughs) ninja fight. It's so Ninja Terminator? Ninja Terminator. It was so Ninja Terminator, but at least that man was knife and forking like a quarter (laughs) of the rind or whatever. They have chunks of watermelon they're picking out and just knife and forking. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Thanksgiving dinner, but the watermelon yeah. instead of a turkey. Yeah, I was gonna say like various cuts of roast beef or something or a beef tenderloin. Give me, give me some light watermelon instead of the dark, the dark meat <laughs> it's of the watermelon. So weird, and we don't even get an overhead shot of the bowl of watermelon. Yeah, I'm sorry. We people talk about fucking PC shit. Even in '89, this would be offensive to have your black characters you think so? eating watermelon. Yes, it eating, should 100 percent be watermelon for a fucking meal. Yeah, like not well, even as part of a meal. They're just eating watermelon. There's nothing. They have a full table, and Amir Shavan set up the camera on the one end of the table, so you're looking down the full table. Nothing. No other human soul. They're at the very back of the table with one bowl of watermelon. And that call comes in. It's your work. He takes the call. He being uh, Sunset. Right. What? 
They're in the county. Well, no, he gets a call. They talk about uh, how Fuji didn't return home. His wife oh, called. Oh, thank you. And he's like, wow, it's 10 p.m. There's no way you would still be out after dark. There's nothing suspicious going he on He has there. to be there treating that uh, wounded victim because we knew he needed medical attention. And he slams the table and says, damn it. And then spits a fucking watermelon to see that. <laughs> So, so like, hey, even bad guys need to sleep sometime. Hostage situation. So Tony's napping a little, and Looney is supposed to be keeping his eye on everything. They're taking shifts, which what? makes sense. He actually explains to Tony, or excuse me, Tony is ready to go in for a nap. He explains to Looney, Uncle Looney. I'm gonna take a nap. Before. This is where we actually get the yeah. scene where he says, Looney. Why do you call me Uncle? Lo- Why do you call me Looney? My name's Charlie. And he goes, "Okay, <laughs> Uncle Looney." I need. T- I'm gonna take a four-hour nap. No more, no less. When I get up, you will change places, and you can take a nap. But until then, keep an eye on. That sounds good. <laughs> so. so we're still in the house. We got Fuji, Doctor Fuji. Trying to cheer up Brandon. Are they in the bedroom at this time? Or is this no, no, no. Okay. They're just outside the bedroom. Okay. It's like, hey, don't worry. I, you know, like, yeah. This is such fun. a good Fuji job because his his attitude. He really is hitting those peaks. Don't you worry. All of a sudden, he's like Swedish or something. Don't you worry. Well, he's not a great actor. And he plays uh, Filipino, Japanese, Mexican, Indian. Excuse me, native. Just relax like your mommy. She's taking a bath right now. And don't 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 worry about your father. I gave him, and this is a line I missed in the notes. I gave your father an injection. He'll be feeling better, but he's not going to be able to do much. What kind of injection? The hot beef guy. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> yeah, he like sedates fucking. Why? Because he got hit. I think he got hit on the head by a gun or something. That's why. He got yeah. pistol whipped. He yeah. did, yeah. By Lynch. Well, twice he got the first kerfuffle when he walked in the door and he fought back a little bit. He got hit dead. And then he beat up. Uh, he beat up Tony, and Lynch jumped on him. So this makes sense. Now, look, stressful times, yeah, a nice hot bath would probably be the thing to do. Not in a hostage situation with sex criminals. But no, mom decides, I'm going to take a bath. And this is great because Fuji While is, my husband is sedated, he's yeah, out of it. He's yeah. on Lake Havasoma. So he's out. She's thinking we're in the comfort of our own bedroom. We've got the door they locked. They will respect my <laughs> <laughs> They so, will knock before they rape. And so somehow yeah. Fuji knows about everything going on in the bedroom because I guess he was in there and whatever. But Give she's clear. She's <laughs> She's clearly comfortable enough with this situation to be like, I am going to fill our giant hot tub because they have a very big bathroom. It's yeah. Frazier's bathroom with a hot tub bathtub. Yeah. And so she's going to get in there. She's going to fill the thing up. She's going to turn the jets on high so she doesn't hear, drowning out her dis- her stressful situation. And she's getting... She's kidding. But it just so happens that Lynch has very we saw him well, sleep. He overheard what Yeah, we uh, saw yeah. we saw John uh David Lynch overhearing the conversation and you he heard 
that Morgan had been injected and will not be waking up anytime, and that Mrs. Morgan will be in the bathtub bathing naked in her yeah, nudity, as, as you would be, in her yeah. birthday suit, with her tits out and her vagina out. So, yeah. So he sneaks into the bedroom, uh, the bathroom. And like you said, it's a very big bathroom. So she can't see him because there's like a little hallway. Yeah, there's a corner between the entrance and where the bathtub is. There's a lot of mirrors. So if she looked to her left, she would see him. But right. don't worry. She's so engrossed in her giant bottle of wine. Dude, she had the giantest bottle. It was at least two gallons of wine. And it was half empty. And it had one of those carafes on it. So you could just tip it instead of having to pick it up. Yeah, well, I, yeah, you need it. That's a stressful situation. Thank Get you. fucked up. Yeah, you might shake while you're pouring. She might, maybe she asked for an injection from Dr. Fuji <laughs> Let beforehand. me get one of those, too. Is that fentanyl? Because I want that. So Lynch likes what he do, he's seeing. So he unbuttons the top buttons of his button fly. He jeans. knows he's got to be quiet. Yes. And so instead of taking a hand, the, there's a rag, a towel. Yeah, what was that? Why I did don't he do get, that? I don't get this at all. That's why we have to bring it up. Yeah. Guys, I'm sorry. There's, this there's, movie has so many details. There's, yeah, there's a hand towel with like a little thing holding it on yes, the wall. Yes, it's the it's the little ring that hangs off a metal, you know, apparatus yeah. on the wall. Instead of just pulling <laughs> the towel off, he rips the metal <laughs> ring out of the center of the apparatus mounted to the wall, sets it on the ground oh so gently. <laughs> Takes his boots off, which just slip right off him, right. like he's lubed up his ankles yeah. and everything. Maybe he's just too sweaty, and sets the boots on ever so gently. Takes his one hundred percent cotton <laughs> you cold wash. Yeah, you don't want to get that wet. And then he does. He doesn't have a fly on his jeans. He's just got buttons. He's got the button fly. Yeah. Yeah. And so he unbuttons it, and then he's holding the <laughs> gun like he's about to turn the corner on you know some kind of enemy. He's got to get the better shot on. And we see him start to sneak up. Yeah, we get we have a now we have a downward shot of her in the bathtub. We can see her tits, and then we see this guy behind her. These feet, kind of, what? She's got. She, by the way, she's got the tub water running. Right. So I mean, we know they like it gargoyle style. But what I didn't the placement like it seemed like he would slip very easily because easily. he gets on the edge of the tub, hundred percent behind her, and then covers her mouth. Yeah. And then uncovers her mouth. And I was like, wait, what? Because she's still screaming out. But, guys, it's the R scene. It's the yeah. sexual assault scene. It's the bad scene. It's yeah. the scene that could have been just, like, alluded to. But it's here because it was... Well, he's still wearing pants, though. So he is... <laughs> a little tasteful. John is absolutely wearing pants, but they do... Yeah. He had the two buttons. We won't go into that many details. So, so all right. So, We yeah. don't... Like... The one thing I'll give Amir Shavan, the woman is actually traumatized by it. Yeah. In, in most movies. But it was, well, when we get to it, it's still ridiculous. Yeah, I'll no. explain why. In most yeah. movies that we see, it's like, oh, yeah, no big deal. I could go about being a teenager again because that's all behind me now. So Lynch gets done doing this deed, and he comes to check on uh, uh, Looney. He's, oh, no, he's sleeping in a chair, oh. and Looney comes to check on him. <laughs> Look, your gun is just sitting in your lap. It's wet. Why is his gun wet? Why is his gun wet? As he's just, like, walking around, drying his gun off, walks into the hallway where apparently he falls asleep. 
loony that is. Yeah, he just sits on the ground in the hallway, falls asleep. It's oh. so now, Brand. What's what Brandon, Genie, Janie, Doctor Fuji doing? Well, they're sharing their own twin bed. Oh my! No, Murray. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is not a twin bed. This bed takes up the full fucking room. It looked like just a mattress on the floor. It was, yeah, it was on the floor. They didn't have it. And then if you notice, Joe Rogan, this is why he's obsessed with kids with kitty litter boxes. We notice that Brandon actually has cardboard cutout and a litter box in his room. So I think this is Brandon's room. And yeah. he wants to be a cat man. Or cat lady. I don't know. Okay. But there is a litter box in this room. And, uh... So they're all sleeping in there. Fuji's having a bad dream, and he's trying to make the best of a bad situation. Trying yeah. to get some shut eye. Right. Wanks. So it's anti sexy, sexy anti genie, sexy anti genie, Fuji. Janie doesn't have a gun. And Brandon, yeah. all on this one giant mattress, just sitting on the floor with all the plastic. Yeah. And Brandon decides he's got to do something. He's the man of the house when Dad's f- fucked up. Whenever Dad's you know drunk or high or whatever, he's the man of the house. That's right. That's his role. I gotta do something. Music for the scene, by the way, incredible. up to Looney, or no, he goes past Looney, he grabs Looney's gun, because like you said, Looney's like right in the hallway asleep, grabs that wet gun, puts it in, you also notice he's wearing like adult pajamas, he had these most oversized pajamas on. Folded back nine, nine, nine thousand <laughs> different times. So yeah. I don't know how he put the gun in the waistband, it would have fallen right through. It would have fallen right, and then he's sneaking up, he's going to fucking rescue, he's going to get the gun to his dad. But he bumps into Lynch. John David Lynch. And he's on him. Get the fuck back up to your room. Go piss in your litter box. I know it's a... No, it's Dookie. (laughs) Went to sleep with my mommy. I just did that, kid. So so go ahead. So he goes in the room. Morgan's still fucking... I don't know what he's saying. He's just fucking la-la land. By the way, lying on a <laughs> this is his master bedroom, twin mattress, <laughs> plastic, still on. Okay, this is one of the ridiculous like of this scene. All right, mom playing the role perfectly. She's she's he's on the bed, fucked up. She's just like in a fetal position, like on the floor yes. by the bed, staring off into space. Towel so like over her shoulders, hair frizzed out. She's playing the role perfectly. But then you have this most outlandish goofiness happening in the background of this scene. <laughs> yes. Where the kids are like, Dad, Dad, I got the gun. It looks like a fucking terrifying, like, uh, 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 like don't do drugs kid type of scene with the plastic. The dad passed out. The mom just like disheveled and looking... Like, she's seen some shit because some shit uh, in context happened to her. 
And the kid comes in, Daddy, I got a gun. We can do it now. You've been talking about it. You want to kill them. You can kill them he's, now. She's out he, of it. He won't. Mommy, I got you a gun. <laughs> you can kill them. And she takes the as gun. As soon as she takes the gun, like the three stooges, the fucking Tony, Lynch, and Looney just pop into the room with guns blazing. She's got the gun. It's, it's another standoff. And then she just can't take it. She's been traumatized. So they get the gun back. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, Okay. So they get the gun away from her. Of course, Lo- Looney's going to be chewed out because it was his fault. Uncle Looney, what happened? I don't know. The gun was wet. Slipped out my fingers. Lynch has had enough of this crazy family. Yeah. It's like, you fucking freaks, your mom, your uncle, you guys all fucking suck, your brother's half dead in the bedroom, I'm sick of you guys, get me the money so I can get the fuck away from you people. I'm not going to get the money till the morning. I want your your simple-minded uncle dead, just get rid of him, the two of us can finish this out. So Lynch, he's gotta he's gotta make up his own plan. He's trying to fall on their plans. He calls up his cousin Angelo. Which, by the way, did you notice how this scene worked out? Calls him up, the first guy who answers. He goes, hey, Angelo, what's going on, man? I need some help. Yeah. Could you get him? Okay. Hey, Angelo. <laughs> All Italians are calling Angelo. <laughs> so apparently both of his cousins. And you know what would have been better? Named- if it was Angelo was fucking a Busey eating a meatball sandwich. <laughs> oh. What? Is that my cousin? Oh. Give me the phone there. Dude. So he's like wiping marinara on his shirt and shit. Oh my god! If that, that if that, oh, I'd be like, yes, the universe. And also, but like I said, Shreven covers all bases. How's my little cousin doing? So now we know there's a family relation. That's right. They're at the fucking uh, restaurant slash strip club. <laughs> That's right. Wasn't it? Did I remember wrong? Because I I did see a strip scene in Gypsy too. Was there stripping happening? Like like is there it- is stripping happening in the okay. background? And by the way, I yeah. don't you know how you didn't notice this? You brought up Angelo. The Angelo from uh, Point Break. But they were doing a certain interesting thing. You were talking recently about naval shots, and they were doing something. Uh, God, what do they call this? I forget what they call this one. But they actually roll a meatball down the small of a lady's back or man's back. It can be anybody. It's non-gendered. Uh, and through the cracks, down the valley, into the mouth. And that's that's kind of a thing. Yeah, meatballing. Meatball. Is that what they call the avalanche meatball in or something? Yeah. I, I forget, but meatballing. Yeah. So, yeah, you got other Angelo just meatballing it. <laughs> right. And so Lynch is like, I need you guys here tomorrow in the morning. We can do that because next morning, Lieutenant Sunset, he's at the. How did he find out about the, the motel? Okay, they, they trace the car. Anderson. They trace the car, the, the gray cougar. Yes, they they figured out where the gray cougar. You got was a blonde at. cougar driving a gray cougar. That's right. With a black top. Yeah, that's right. So she's at the hotel motel Holiday Inn waiting to meet up with whoever. Morgan. Morgan. Well, no, he she's thinking that she's meeting up with one of Tony. Yeah, yeah. Tony or her family or even uh, Lynch, and so. Obviously, Sunset's staking out the place. He's got four people with him. He's got Mullet with him. But we're going back to the house. Morgan. This scene made no sense because, okay, Sunset is there. And then you notice the next time you see him, he's back at the police station. Like, what, why did he like go, all right, guys, I'm going to take off now. Apparently, he was just there to put people in position. And he wasn't going to be part of this stakeout because he's above them. He's a lieutenant. Okay. So he was like, I'm not, I'm not going to stick around. 
So I I could I guess I can write him off, but again, it's because Jim Brown didn't want to be a part of this movie. Right. So that's why he's not there. At the house, Morgan is handed a briefcase with a chain with a key on it, which is going to be the the clue to tell you that you're working with Tony. That's right. And a secret phrase, I'll see you in paradise. You got to have that phrase. So Fuji, he's coming out. He's begging Tony for permission to call his wife because he is in a very official, you know, position. He's married. That's a that's a status that needs to be. He's in a loving relationship, exactly. With a woman that cares about him. She's probably too busy cooking breakfast for last night's lover. No, you do not say that. You can't besmudge my wedding vows. And then he slaps that jaw. And this is where you've heard me tell Griff this a million times. This is where it comes from. Sidar goes, "You son of a bitch!" And then he fucking pulls a gun on. Apologize. It's a gun on Fuge, but what does Fuge say? I would not <laughs> apologize. Apologize. Yes. Well, he's getting slapped around too, so the pause was in there for the okay. slaps. <laughs> of course. And then you hear the guns pointed, and then you see fucking uh, Lynch uh, Tony looking down the barrel of the gun. Boom! Gunshot goes off. We're like, oh my god, they killed the Fuge. Clearly, no, he can respect. Expected Fuji for fighting back, so he just wanted to scare him by shooting over his head. You know, we've been talking about uh, Amir and his fucking close-ups on facial reactions. We got three here because we get John David Lynch's where he's just laughing. He's like this fucking crazy motherfucker. And then, of course, we get Fuji's like, I'm so glad to be alive. And then, of course, we get Tony's like, you fucking worm. <laughs> All right, Morgan arrives at the motel. He's signing in to get a room. Yep. I don't know why. I don't want to. Why didn't he go straight to the fucking room that he's supposed to meet Maria? So, Murray, we haven't really talked a lot about it, but I believe this is where we have Morgan in one of his classic outfits. He's got these weird, oversized pants on. They look. He's like wearing that. dress pants with they knee patches. They were knee patches. They had weird near. They were dress pants with knee patches. Yes. Okay. I I don't know. I couldn't tell. They might have been leather knee patches. I couldn't really tell. I thought they were some kind of weird industrial pants. No, they look like really baggy, like hammer, like dress pants. Okay. And then he's got his your favorite, the scoop uh, muscles. (laughs) uh, 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 Fucking Gold's Gym fucking shirt. Black, tucked in. And then he's got like a snake skin. Did he? I'm I thought, pretty sure. Is that the fringe jacket? I don't remember. This I don't know. I'm fringe. confused, guys, because I watched another. No, Herald no, no. This was movie. not. I, I don't okay. believe this was fringe, but it was like okay. a snake pattern. <laughs> yeah, I don't cr- think it was snake skin, but it was snake patterned. And he's got the <laughs> sleeves, of course, rolled up because it was like a jacket. Jacket tucked into the pants. <laughs> a little bit. He still wanted to make sure his midriff got shown off. Yeah. I mean, the midriff was still covered, but whatever. Yeah, it was crazy. So he's showing up at the motel now. Signs in. I don't know why he just didn't go straight to room 204, but he signs in to get room 203. 804 and 803. Oh, okay. Well, he's trying to, you know, loot because he notices as he's signing in, somebody's watching him. Right. And we literally see this guy we saw working with Sunset waiting outside the window. And apparently the police tipped off the motel manager yeah, because they pretend that this cop is a bellhop. Exactly. And like, he'll help you to your room. And like, but Morgan is, is, is uh, 
His ninja his, his senses. His fringe senses are going off. His fringe senses? Yeah. <laughs> so he knows something's off. Maybe these guys work for Tony. I don't know. I don't want to get this guy behind me. So they go to the room. They're having issues with the unlocking the door. That's right. Uh, Jim, the officer, he's like, I just can't figure it out. Hey, give me the key. I'm really good working with my fingers, friend. <laughs> I'm really good opening a door. <laughs> so he's like, it's my first day. I don't key. What is how does this work? Did you know it? Okay, so Morgan figures it out. He opens the door. They get in there. Jim's pretending again to be the bellhop. He's like, so this is this and this <laughs> is that, and I'll be on my way. No, wait. I got to give you a tip. Did you notice the artwork? I. Did but I don't remember. I, mean, I everything about this these movies. Is I crazy. took like four or five screenshots of artwork that was in this movie, and I'll send it to you. But particularly, I didn't notice this until my second watching this morning, this afternoon. Skeleton on a motorcycle. Yes, <laughs> yes, I do remember that. And then, like an old lady in a car <laughs> with sunglasses so on. Classy. It's so Skeleton weird, <laughs> guys. Seriously, that was that was Doctor Carl Dalton's uh, room because he had the shirt with from, from McBain with yeah. the fucking skeletons. I I'm sorry, everybody. I don't. I know not everybody wants to be on Twitter X right now, but Maria will be posting <laughs> some of these pictures. So I maybe. don't want to be on Twitter X right now. No. but we're stuck because I'm not starting over again, people. Yeah, well, especially not until like a new foundation is figured out. Yeah. Like, why would you want to start over when <laughs> everything is just going to be gone? Threads dead already. Yes. So it's like Nowhere maybe when something and you know I'll chip in too, but it's just like we got to figure out our next foundation. Right. And right now it's. The hope is Whatever. that Zuckerberg kills uh, Musk in that Coliseum fight. They're going to reenact the fight between Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee at the Coliseum. Yeah. Hopefully Zuckerberg snaps his neck, and then somebody decent gets Twitter. Just gets Twitter. And take, yeah. yeah. That's the plan. Yeah. But anyways, the point, there's going to be a lot of fun pictures that are going to be up you know, in promotion of this movie. and That's the easiest way if you're not going to do the homework of actually watching this Weird, wonderful spectacle. But you should. It's free on Tubi. It's free on Tubi. So he gives him the tip, walks out, and then he's like, hey, wait a minute. I need help. Just one more thing. There's another lock. Can you help me with that? I can't get it open. And then he just fucking jumps on the fucking guy. Why? I mean, he must have thought he's working with Tony, right? Why? No. Why is he attacking a cop? I don't know. Uh, he knows he needs to get away. He's yeah, he's, he's worried that he's, he's worried that his family would be killed because Tony said, "If you go to the cops, we'll kill your family." Right. So he's freaking out. He obviously knew it was a cop, but yeah, that had to be it. He knew that he was being followed and everything, and he needed to get away from eight oh two to eight oh three without be you know being noticed. And when he walked out the door. Jim was right there. So he's like, okay, I have to knock him out in order to do the deed. Okay, it makes sense. Amir Shavan knows what he's doing. He covers all bases. He's not Tony Khan booking this fucking movie. Jumps the cop, puts him in a sleeper hold, knocks him out. Yeah, they have an awful fight in this really tiny space, and we get to see how large uh, Harold Diamond really is because he looks fucking giant in this room, whereas Jim looks tiny. And so the final choke out, you're like, of course that's how it ends. Right. Hops over to 803, knocks on the door. I'll see you in paradise. Paging Dr. Paradise. Paging Dr. Paradise. Dr. Paradise <laughs> to the front desk, please. That scene, I died during that scene. That was so fucking... And Kayla was just like, 
Why did he do that voice? And I was like, no, it's funny because he talks. That's the joke. It's different. You literally had to explain the joke to It's her. different. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So he, she we're lets, in the room she with. She lets him in. Yeah. Marie Rose. And, Tony's mom. And he shows her the fucking chain with the key on it. That's so right. So she knows. He's being very feisty with her because his family is in jeopardy here. So he wants to get this over with. Put the fuck money in the case. I'm getting out of here. What about my kid? Fuck your kids. They're fine. They're holding my family hostage. Let's get this up. What about my... Fuck you, lady. So he gets the money. She's like, all right. Fine, take the money. She just another drawer. This fucking sack, and they didn't even. They didn't, that sack was so perfect, they didn't even change it. That's right. Puts it in his Kenjitashi case. They didn't even put a dollar sign on the bag. Walks out. Walk. Cops notice him. They're like, "Hey, I think maybe Jim came too." Is that the name of that cop? Uh, yeah that that was Jim. I don't know if he came too, but they were just watching for Morgan, so it makes sense that they would chase after him when they saw him leave. Cops call up Sunset. This is where I pointed out that I now Jim Brown is just back at that fucking set. Right. No longer. Yep. And they're like, hey, we haven't seen Joe. Like, we're worried about him. He, he, we saw him go in that room with Morgan. That's the last we saw of him. So they're like, hmm, maybe you should go check that out. They go check it out, and they find out that Jim's been fucked up. So now they got to go after Morgan. So here we have two very abbreviated fight scenes. Molet is the first to attack him. Once again, like I've, I said a million times, very confusing. Where are they at? What's going on? Right. This doesn't look like we're at the motel. It looks like we're in some seat, like a very seedy location and everything, but it's like, where the fuck are we? Just encounters Jim going down a staircase, or Morgan, and Morgan knocks him the fuck out. So Molet's down. <laughs> nice no, like that shot. Where he had obviously like fake blood in his mouth and he smeared it on the wall. He slams <laughs> his, Morgan slams Mullet's face in the wall and he like sprays blood all over it and then falls down. And they did three shots. You know, I gotta point this out. This is in every Shervan movie. I love the dramatic deaths every like extra has. Like they're yeah. really selling the fuck out of these. Even guys. in ninety one, his last movie. Remember, like, the black guy who gets shot in the final shootout where he's, like, dying for, like, four minutes, like, falling. And it's like, wow, you really like death scenes. He really he's likes... getting his fucking 15 minutes, man. Yeah, he loves long, drawn-out death scenes. And so now we get... I don't know if this was Choo Choo or just some random other black guy. <laughs> Is Choo Choo a cop, a pimp? What is Choo Choo? I don't know. But he just shows up, gets roundhouse, and that's it. Morgan gets in his car and is gone. Right. That's it, everybody. So Joe calls it into Sunset, and he's like, he's like, he's not one of the convicts. This is a new guy. Right. So, okay. Morgan arrives back at home, and he... Obviously, he's living on this crazy large ranch. We haven't figured out how big because it's the... Yeah, palatial. He's doing the shining thing with the angles. They're they're doing the MySpace angles. He can't figure it out. Where are we? How are we? And what dimension are we in? And so he's over by the stables. And remember, in the first act of this movie, our stable hand, Jose, was murdered. Right. So 
Morgan is now by the stables and he's figuring out I got money and I got a gun and I got all this stuff. Okay, I'm going to stash the money over here. He just puts it behind a haystack and right he, out in the open. And he looks down and then he sees three, three droplets of blood and he knows. Dabs his finger, rubs it between his finger and thumb. That's it. That's Mexican blood. Yeah, spicy. It's like, you know, Mexican blood tastes like salsa. People, Caliente. Pequino. <laughs> yes. Picante, excuse me. And and it depends. Some some are spicier than others. That's right. Yeah. I hear the women are spicier. So now Morgan's just going. He's like, fuck, you killed my favorite state. Well, he man. looks in the fucking thing. Like we said, Lynch didn't cover him up. So there's like dead bodies. Literally foot hanging out of the fucking Oh, there door. was a foot shot? <laughs> I, I was going to say, there was just, I remember, he, just, he, just sees, a, he just yeah. sees a body. No, he yeah. does see the body. He, oh, he does? Okay. That's why I was like, as I pointed out earlier, Lynch didn't even cover him up. He's just literally a body just laying by that door. Okay. All I saw was the droplets of blood, and I thought Morgan saw that. It was like, he killed my friend Fernando. Anyways. So he goes over. So, he, okay, he's got the money hidden. He's got to get that. He can't walk in with that gun because they're right. going to search him. So he just, like you said, skeetball champion, sixth grade skeetball champion, he hurls it up. On the roof of the second story of their house. Right, like right a, outside where his bedroom is. Yeah, there's by like a the balcony way. there. Yeah. So. And there is a, a vent there. Yeah. And so the gun, instead of rolling down the roof, like, you know, you're thinking in your brain, it gets caught on like, the vent. Your van covers everything. Everything. So now his plan is in motion. He goes back into the house. And they're like, where's the money? It's like, there was no money. There was no woman. There's nothing. Pretty much the big Lebowski plot line. Cohen L- brothers, you're on notice. Lynch is fucking pissed off. He's like, I knew that crazy bitch. Step-. He said stepmom. So it makes a little more sense. She fucking probably stole all the money. You motherfuckers. I want my fucking money. This fucking Morgan goes up to they. They're so into into this argument. They don't even notice. Like Morgan just takes off. Morgan literally walks off. They're all fighting. There's dissent in the ranks. We're seeing new artwork over the fireplace here. Everything here looks. There's like, a fucking uh, wall display case of stuffed animals. What the fuck house? Is this? Incredible! <laughs> Incredible! So he goes up, he finds Brandon. Hey, Brandon, you're always get, I'm always taking you off the roof. You're comfortable on roofs. You know how you've been asking me to murder these motherfuckers the whole movie, right? Yeah, Dad, yeah. Well, it's finally the time, son. I'm going to throw you up on the roof. And he literally pats this kid on the butt and Ugh. then takes him over to the balcony. go out to the balcony. And this is a tense fucking scene. He, he makes a kid take his shoes off for some reason. I guess he doesn't want to get his hands dirty. I don't yeah. know. Maybe he's in the feet. I don't know. But... <laughs> More traction. Shervan fucking draws the, the the non-tension of the scene out for like it felt like twenty minutes. Brandon just clawing at that fucking gun, can't reach it. Downstairs we have the guys, Tony, of course, realizing, wait, where are our hostages? They're all upstairs by themselves doing whatever the fuck they want. We better go check them. Looney! Better yet. Why don't you go check on him? So Looney starts going upstairs. I'm going up the stairs, boss. Janie Janie is keeping watch. So she's running interference. Right. And she, by the way, right now, she's wearing a great outfit. She's just got the little little jean shorts on and then like a little halter top button up. So it's like half unbuttoned. So it's like 
There's a lot. There's, there's a, a lot of scoop necks going on. A lot of scoop oh, necks happening here. Shervan apparently loves necks and the top part of someone's chest. Yes, because there's a lot. Because you notice Harold, he has some pack jelly going on in that chest. Harold definitely does. I, I wish Joe Coleman was here. I'd like to see what he felt about the tan, though. We might we might just have to do a segment where I send some pictures <laughs> and have Joe rate them, and then he sends them back. You, you know, do that. right now we're gonna have Joe's response to how good. <laughs> Harold's tan was. Oh, uh, you know what? Let's do that for next time. You send me over something you feel is Joe Coleman uh, worthy, and I'll send it over to him. We'll get some comments from him, and that way we get a little more Joe Coleman in our life because we haven't had enough of it. So she interference the, on Looney. She throws some fog his way. Wow, I just I've been waiting for. I just love guys that have brain damage. So, I, ah, you got like that weird stutter in your voice, and I just want to. I want that on my pussy. Well, don't you give me a kiss first? And she gives him wah on the fucking. She kisses, kisses her, her hand. fingers, yeah. and doesn't even put it on his lips. She puts it on his cheek. So it, that would piss me off. So I'm I'm on Looney's side. Hey, I'm not some kind of jerk. Well, you think I'm a simp? Pushes her over, starts brandishing the gun. You get Fuji running in. They're all trying to wrestle with Looney to get his shotgun. I think they get his gun. They do get his gun, Murray. Morgan gets his gun as well. Turns the corner and shoots Looney right in the chest. Just as Looney, because he's thrown both Fuji and Genie Janie to the ground and is ready to shoot them. Right. And that's when... Tony, or not Tony, uh, Brandon comes down with a gun, blah, blah, blah. Morgan, Morgan yeah. turns the corner. Shoots him dead. Tension. Tony's like, what was that noise? Sounds like Looney. Fuji, he goes, give me one of those guns. I got to get my honor back. I'm going to kill these guys Japanese style. Well, I'm going to kill them American style. So... This is also the scene I was alluding to earlier where we're in a house, a gunshot has gone off, and the people downstairs are none the wiser. It wasn't until Looney was shot, dying, and goes, Tony, I've been shot and I'm dying, that Tony goes, oh, there's trouble upstairs and we need to attend to it. So Tony's at the bottom of the steps, Morgan at the top. They're having a shootout going back and forth. Tony's getting worried. He's like, I got a proposition for you. No. I'm going to fucking kill you, all the shit you put me through. You raped my goddamn wife, you fucking sicko. That wasn't me. It was Lynch. That's right. Speaking of Lynch, Lynch is going around. The, Lynch, go around back. I'll cover you. We saw. See, Siobhan, what did he show us in the first fucking act of this movie? Lynch is a master of going in the back door. <laughs> right. Him right. And that girl at the whorehouse. And that girl at That's the whorehouse. That's why I, I call him back because he takes it in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Is so he's going around <laughs> to the back balcony, and uh, he's climbing up there. It's getting all right. And then Fuji tugs on Morgan's uh, fucking tank top. <laughs> he's behind you. So he just turns around and shoots him on the fucking balcony. That's it. Bye, and he Lynch. falls off the balcony. Laying in the driveway now, just bleeding out. So fucking, uh, yeah, he's just bleeding. Cut to Lynch's cousins finally arrive. Weird amalgam of people. You got the Guidos. You got the Hillbillies. Yeah. Very diverse group of Angelos. We Hill got Guidos. There. So yeah. 
they're uh, they're like getting ready. They're getting their shotguns pumped. They're ready to fucking attack. Fuji's ordered to call the police. The phones and lines have the phone lines have been cut, but apparently Fuji does make a call out to the police because the police do arrive here eventually, or is that on their own? I have no idea. Lynch uh, yeah. is sprawled out on the ground. Uh, uh, Morgan wife, she has a, doesn't have a name. Walks yeah. up with the gun. She's got to get her revenge. She does. So she puts it to his face, and then he's ready to go. He's like, you know, hey, just don't do whatever you do. Don't mess with my dick. Can you just please tell me that I'm buff and my dick's hot? She won't give him any of that. She, she no. Insult him. She shoots him in the dick and kills him like he deserves. Fucking rape this piece of shit. All I, right. I'm sorry. There's one fly going around in here. It's very distracting. So Tony and Jesse go back to the RV. They're going to take off, but it won't start for some reason. Cause well, it's a horror movie now Yeah, for them. So they're working on that. and they're, the co- They run into the cousins, and they're telling them, Morgan killed Lynch, your cousin. Angelo. And Angelo, your favorite cousin, Lynch, dead. All right. This... This is this is always in the final act of a Shervan movie. A boring, long drawn out. Our hero is picking off the goons. Yeah, it's like uh, in movies where the like even in Silence of the Lambs they have this where you're doing the training course and things pop out behind walls. That's just all just like Point Break. Yeah, or Point Break. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Not raining. Good call. Yeah. Uh, because that's all this final scene is. Things popping out. People shooting people. Yeah, there's and, some good one-liners. And because this is a true family, someone gets caught on fire because there is a barrel of like fucking gas just for some reason outside. Uh, Morgan shoots it. 100% recovered, by the way. So Morgan is full action hero now. He hasn't been an action hero the whole fucking 60 minutes of the movie up until now. Now he's action hero. Right. Shoot. He's shooting at one guy. Happens to hit a barrel on fire. You know, yeah. a barrel. Some kind of sneaks around back on the guy, and then surprises him with the the, the one liner. No, no. He sets the one guy on fire because he's right by the barrel. So he's oh, on fire. That's right. So we. I, I want. I wonder if it was the same guy from Samurai Cop that they literally said. He was like, "Yeah, I do this all the time," and they had no plan. They had no fire extinguisher. They literally, thankfully, or they did have a fire extinguisher, but like. Matt Hannon and uh, Frank are like, are we supposed to put this guy out? Yeah, like, right. Yeah, who's, you who's, are. Who's doing it? Yeah. So, yeah, nice fucking you know, guy on fire shot. And then the guy's like, one guy, you know, some people get mesmerized by fire. One of the goons is just like, whoa. Watching his maybe his best friend or cousin Angelo die. And think- the most horrible death you can have, which is being burned alive. We've been talking about it all fucking three hours of this episode now. Amir's weakness is reaction <laughs> shots. Yes. So we're watching this guy like react and he's having all these facials like, oh, what's going on with my friend dying of fire? Hey, the fire's over here. It's fucking Morgan and he shoots the guy. All right. So now Morgan, he gets a shotgun, pulls some shells out of that guy's pocket, continuing his rampage. We're just going all over this ranch. We're in the goat pen, we're in the cow pen, the pig pen, we're all over. Charlotte's web's right there. Taking everybody out until he's the last hillbilly goon. So they have, they, they like, somehow get disarmed, so now they're fighting hand-to-hand. Right. Like, uh, I think it was the goon who got knocked unarmed, and then he's like, let's go hand-to-hand. And, okay. you know, he wants to show off his skills. We have barely seen tippy-tap, so why not? So he's tippy-tapping, roundhousing, fucks this guy up. Tony, meanwhile, he's looking for a car. 
this is the first time in movie history there's a car that doesn't have keys in it. He even says, there's no keys. That's right. Even we see him look under the visor. <laughs> what? In the glove box? What? In the cup holder? But what Tony does find, he doesn't find El Dorado, he does, but he finds an El Fernando. <laughs> because it's fucking Jose's kid just fucking like, looking for his dad. Oh, my God. This kid. Guys, seriously, watch this movie. Just to see everybody acting it. Just to see all the background. Because Fernando, even though he's being taken hostage here, smiles. He's got the yes. biggest smile on his face. And he sees me as a 49-year-old man. If I saw Robert Sadar yes. in the corner, come here, little boy. I'd go fucking running. 100%. He one, runs towards him. One of the gifts I'm going to give you is this kid <laughs> reacting as Zadar has him hostage with a gun to his head. Because he goes from smile to like, wait, what? Sad? What? Smile? What? Sad? It's amazing. So he's got a hostage now. Morgan, give me the key to your car. And Morgan's like, be a fucking man. Let him go. Let us go at it. And now we're hearing the sirens. They're cutting over this tense conversation. The police are arriving. Somehow they figured it out. Tony, with Fernando in hand, runs off, leaving Jesse to cover him. Remember Jesse, his brother? Yeah. Fucking John's ready to kick out Jesse. Oh, I switched back to going to John uh, Morgan because yeah. this is the point in the movie okay. where I was like, okay, no. Aside from his wife, no one's calling him John, but no one's calling him Morgan. Anyways, Morgan. Morgan's going after Jesse, and this is the saddest fight as usual. It's just nothing. And he just says, I'm behind you and yeah, shoots Jesse. Morgan gets behind uh, Jesse and says, I'm behind you and kills him. Sunset arrives. He sees that rock star hair. He's like, that man must be a criminal. Oh, no. He is the hero. Thank you, Fuji. Morgan, he tells him, no, that Morgan is a good guy. So they're like, hey, Morgan's like, grab some popcorn. I'm going to watch this shit. Well, he does call out, hey, Tony, give yourself up. Let that hostage go. All right, I'm going to go now. My hands are tied. And this is the end of Sunset. He just stays back in the well, background Well, because he now. understands this shit's personal between it's Morgan honor. and Tony. It, yeah, it's, be too, it's about honor. He it's about he, face. Oh, you're right. Samurai cop. Right. So he's like, let's finish this like men. No guns. And I don't want anybody's help. And then fucking Tony's like, fuck it. Let's do this. Why not? Why not? So fucking there's a flurry of tippy taps, roundhouses. We get some manhandling from Tony. Full Nelson, he puts him in. Yeah, this makes sense for a fight. You got fucking guy that's a foot taller than you, probably 100 pounds more. He's just going to try to do this kind of shit. Just close in, grab you. But it's not enough for the fucking karate master. 17 and 2, 17 knockouts. 17 knockouts. Morgan fucking Beats the shit out of fucking Tony, knocks him on the ground. But like a true hero, he's not going to kill him. He just walks away. Right. Uh, who's Doris? Because I, I have no idea. I have notes. no fucking idea. I didn't I, know either. I just left it there because I was like, I don't know who that is. I don't know who Doris is either. But she's calling out to Morgan. Hey, you know what? This is his wife's name. This is when they finally mentioned oh, the wife's name. Oh, it's Doris. Oh, my God. Morgan, he's had enough. And, of course... This we see this and we've said it a million times. This is why we know our hero's a hero because he he walks away. Right. But he still's gotta have his cake and eat it too. So the bad guy always grabs a weapon. Of course. To shoot him in the back. Cause then it's stand your own ground. Even and, though they're already on his house property, so it's stand your ground anyways. 
both Sunset, I gotta give Jim Brown something to fucking do. So both Sunset and Morgan shoot Tony dead. Morgan thanks Sunset for everything he did, which was a standing there. Yeah, Tanks exactly. Died. What the fuck did he do? He beat up one of his cops. He didn't work with Sunset at all in this movie. Hey, thank you for your work. Yeah, you think he would have some splaining to do himself. I think it would spit it, in his how face. How many cops like, what he the f- beat the fuck yeah, out of? Really? What the fuck? So Either one of them should spit in each other. Then we hear some crying. And we see a, a Mexican woman holding a baby with little Fernando smiling, grinning ear to ear. Maybe yeah. he got hit with some Joker gas. I Maybe don't know. he might have got hit by Joker but gas. But he's yeah. loving every minute of it. And they're like, oh, my God, what's this woman going to do? She doesn't have a man to take care of her. She has these children. And first Morgan's like, get a job, bitch. But then he's like, wait, you know, I did like Jose. He did a good job on the lawn. Right. He did nice topiary. He made that fucking hedge into a peacock. It That's was pretty right. cool. Your little hands are too frail. And they by won't... the way, none of this money's mine anyway that I hid. And just... I'm a billionaire, 35000 heir already, just doing whatever I do. I'll just give this, these peons my money. Yeah. And, lo- and that's what he does. He gives that sack, that Crown Royal sack of money. Uh, your dad has been storing this money on my property for the longest time. So it's yours. No, you're pretty useless for what I need, so get the fuck off my property. Just go figure it out for yourself. And then he goes, Sunset, I think they might be illegals. <laughs> and then cut to credits. Ice shows up, and we're in the credits. Guys, Amir Shaban. Yeah, check him out. We might have one movie that we do of his. It sounds like we're not going to do Young Rebels, so. We'll have to eventually, but it might be a while. Yeah, okay. It'll be a quick one. Uh, I think we have to do all this. Sounds Shervance. like a boring movie. The Shervance Cinematic Universe has to be explored There's further. five. We've done three. Two yeah. left, everybody. All right, so continuing. This was not planned, people. This has happened organically like most things on Golden Globus Theater. We got another Golden Globus favorite. Polar opposite of what we saw from Sadar. Because this guy loves nothing more than screaming as loud as he can. You might recognize this. Shit! Ah, Dakota! Yeah, people. It's Re- far better quality. Reb Brown is making his return to the theater in a little movie called... I mean, here's the thing. Predator, it was okay. I thought the guys in the movie were a little scrawny for my taste. I was like, this movie needs a Reb Brown. And he agreed. Somebody in Italy agreed because they did their own version of Predator. A little movie called Robo War. I'm not even sure if this is even an alien. It's a robot or something. I don't I, know. I don't remember. I've seen this movie. It is very forgettable. Yeah. And I can't wait to dissect it. But, yay. You know, we needed a, we need After a three-hour-plus episode, we yeah. need a little, little less for you guys. Yeah, we need a 60-minute one. So check that out next week. And you know what? I think I'm going to have Lynch finish this episode. Keep it warm, baby. 